Center 11. It's 64 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Emergency officials are warning of more powerful explosions from Hawaii's Kilauea volcano. An eruption sent an ash cloud 30,000 feet into the air yesterday. Officials at the Hawaiian Volcano Observatory say the eruption was consistent with what they had expected. They also warned of possible future and more powerful events as that molten lava meets groundwater. The Pennsylvania GOP says a word commonly used in our area is profane. In a Wednesday tweet, the party cited Lieutenant Governor Candidate John Fetterman's rise, including selling T-shirts that had a profanity, what they call a profanity-laced attack on President Trump. The shirt reads, Trump is a jagoff. That's not profanity. They consider it's not profane. Well, in their eyes, it is. You know how we know it's not? We're saying it right now. <laughs> Jag off. Don't be a jag off. If it was profanity, we'd get hit with a $250,000 fine every yes. time we said jag off. Jag off, officially defined by the Oxford English Dictionary in 2016 as a stupid, irritating, or contemptible person. I tell my kids not to be jagoffs. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know what I mean. It's like an all-encompassing word for people in southwestern Pennsylvania yeah. and in like, Chicago. Idiot. Yeah. Jerk. Don't like, be a don't, dummy. Don't jag me around. Right. Stop jagging each other. Don't be a jag off. That might lose <laughs> them votes. That even their base is gonna is gonna go. Hey, uh, guys, uh, <laughs> jag off isn't. You want to hear a swear word? I got one for you. Here's the shirt I wore to the. Hit. The Hillary shirt I wore to the last <laughs> GOP yeah. convention. These are some swear words. Listen, if Stone Cold Steve Pittsburgh wants to to use that on a shirt, I think he should be allowed. I love that you call him that. Stone Cold Steve Pittsburgh. Wait a minute. Is that Fetterman's music? <laughs> he should have By music. By God. He should, yeah. He, he definitely should. He's a wrestler, dude. He only wears jean shorts. His, and a black button-down shirt. <laughs> I mean, it should be pumping iron. That should be his... Sweat and steel. Yeah, dude. Yeah, right. Come on, Joe. <laughs> Joey D, get on it. Joe, Joe's got to come up with his own Fetterman uh, uh, theme song that mimics pumping iron, sweat and steel, mm-hmm. sweat and lard. <laughs> <laughs> More young people are choosing marijuana as their first drug instead of smokes or uh, alcohol. A study by the National Institute of Child Health and Human Development looked at more than a quarter of a million young people from 2004 to 2014. In 2014, 8% of participants said they tried pot before any other drug, which might be because it's an increasingly available recreationally, even though legally kids can't get it. Yeah, Uh, That's nearly double the percentage from 2014. First time cigarette use fell from 21% in 2004 to just 9% 10 years later. I think that they really need to do a lot of work on educating kids about what smoking pot when you're young does to your brain. Mm-hmm. Because you can't, you can definitely do, I mean, you can do a lot of damage drinking when you're young, but I think that the potential uh, uh, um, for, for, you know, developing different like psychosis as you grow older, your if you developed. while your brain is developing, your smoking pot is probably pretty high. And you your know, mind is altering itself at that stage of life. Yeah. You don't need to add Help to the party. It. Yeah, and I don't think I like again. Alcohol doesn't have the same psychoactive effects, so it'll be interesting to see how things 
progress in that regard moving forward as legalization becomes sort of the norm Mm -hmm. across the country. At least decriminalization has already happened here in Pittsburgh. Medicinal marijuana has happened in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So uh, you have to think with, you know, the you know Mayor Peduto's statement last week endorsing the legalization of recreational mm-hmm. marijuana and a lot of because lo- the Auditor General of Pennsylvania is advocating for it, right? And you know Senators uh, Booker and Harris trying to uh, draft legislation that will make it uh, lift the federal ban on it, tax the crap out of it, right? But again, with all of that it. is going to have to come a great deal of information so you don't get like the Peggy Noonan, or not Peggy Noonan, what the heck's her name, um, Marine Dowd from New York Times, oh, you know, Reefer Madness article where she doesn't understand what she's doing and she eats a 100 milligram candy bar and loses her mind for two days. Yeah, everybody knows a pothead. Ask your pothead friends. <laughs> there you go, Val. <laughs> what is the recommended dosage for yeah. someone my size? You need a weed Sherpa. Don't just climb the mountain by yourself. I like that, Val. You could do the one to grow on commercial once <laughs> weed becomes legalized in California. I'm Val Porter from the DV Morning Show. Everybody knows a pothead. Make sure to ask your pothead what the correct dosage is for you. It's almost like check your local listings. Right. Like, check with your local pothead first. Everybody. Do they, if you go, I mean, I wonder if you go into a legal dispensary where it's recreationally legal, will they say... Okay, you have no experience. Yes. Here's yeah. what yes. it does. This one is this thing. This yes. Because I thought all pot just mellowed you out. No, they will do all of that. They will. They will guide you, and there'll probably be a Labrador Retriever hanging out behind them because <laughs> <laughs> those places are ultra chill. But yeah, uh, ask your local pothead for more information on what kind of weed might be right for you. <laughs> well, how did Marine Dowd even get 100 milligrams to eat? They sell them and they say you eat one square at a time. There's 10 squares. Read the she directions. Ate all 10. She didn't read the directions. Well, that's her well, fault. That's, now, that's just her being a dodo bird. Now mm-hmm. the directions will say. Do not eat the entire bar at one time. They do. And I'm telling you, my buddies had uh, from San Francisco that met me. They're originally from Pittsburgh, but they live out west now. Um, They brought like the stuff from the stores, the candy, Mm -hmm. the gummies and the packaging that stuff is in now. (laughs) They couldn't open it. They're like, what the hell, man? <laughs> like, it was really super hard, and it had lots of, you know... Warnings. Yeah, recommended dosage, stuff like that. Warning, warning. Just picture Marine Dowd, like, getting so high, be like, oh, I gotta wash this down with something. Drinking an entire six-pack at the same time. <laughs> just <laughs> beer-bonging it. Wait a second, I, I don't think I know how to do anything. <laughs> So think about your life. What are the magical moments in your life? Hearing your child's first word ranked number one. Getting married came in second. Uh, Following that on the list, having a baby, buying your first home, passing your driver's test, falling in love for the first time. Hearing someone say, I love you back. Your first kiss, getting your first paycheck, and hearing your baby cry for the very first time. I remember um, the time when my babies didn't speak yet, and I got to say it was it was a quieter time. I'm <laughs> pretty magical. It's like that, you know. You're you're wanting the baby to speak. You're like, come on, say a word. They say a word. You're like, oh my god. And now they won't shut up. <laughs> the words just they keep just coming. Won't stop talking. <laughs> 
Well, a lot of people use their birthday when playing the lottery, so when you have two birthdays, why not double down? That's what a Maryland man did due to a clerical error. He has two birthdays, so he played them both and won. The 79-year-old said a paperwork mistake when he was born in Louisiana listed his birthday as April 23rd. It was only recently corrected to the 21st. He used both dates to play a multi-match ticket this month and won nearly $2 million. A family in China recently had to give up their beloved pet when they realized their puppy was actually a black bear. Ah, go again. <laughs> this is like the people who rescued the cat, and it was yeah. uh, kittens. They were bobcats. The family adopted what they thought was a Tibetan mastiff, which are big, hairy dogs. Uh, but uh, they noticed strange things as it got older. For instance, it had an insatiable appetite. It would eat a box of fruit and two buckets of noodles every day. <laughs> you know how dogs eat those noodles? Right. Started when- riding a unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> wearing a tutu. Uh, when they thought the puppy would stop growing, it just got bigger and bigger, and they knew for sure, sure something was amiss when the 250-pound animal started walking on its hind legs. <laughs> 250. Wait, who was this family? Was this the Dowd family? Can you imagine having a 250-pound dog? Well, those, those Tibetan mastiffs are big. Have you ever seen I've them? never seen one. Look, I mean, Google I've it. seen a bull mastiff. Google it. They're, Google it right Google now. Google it. Google it. They're these, they look like bears. They're big, hairy dogs. Uh, they contacted a wildlife rescue. Google res- it right now. <laughs> they contacted a wildlife rescue center, and their suspicions <laughs> were confirmed. They had been raising an Asiatic black bear, but it is now living in a wildlife center. So, what I mean... I, I missed the part of the story because I just was completely overtaken by the ridiculousness of it. Where did they get this thing from? Uh, it didn't say where they got it. I, was they, I don't know if they found it like the bobcats. They just found it on the side of the road and thought it was a puppy. They uh, rescued it. They're 20 or the males can be up to 160 pounds. Bill, look at this picture. Let me see that oh, guy. You got it on his. 250. So you got it. Oh, yeah, they look like almost like a a Burmese mountain dog. Like a bear. (laughs) But not like a full-grown bear. They have a different snout, I would say, would probably give it away. I think it's Burmese. I think it's Swiss. What did I say? Burmese, like a python. It's I think it's Burmese because it's like Switzerland, like Burn. Burn. I believe. Weekend at Burmese. that's right. Yeah. Uh, And music news. Because they call them Burmese. Burmese. Yeah. Bernie's or Burners? Bur- Bernie. I don't know. I can't. I- <laughs> One of the cutest dogs either. I've ever seen was a uh, Bernie's mountain dog and a poodle. It was a Bernadoodle. Wow. It was an amazing dog. And, and they probably, probably paid had a lot of money for that. A ton of diseases. Yeah. Uh, you can go and find those exotic mixes in every shelter that exists. Yeah, exactly. They're called mutts. <laughs> right. In music news, former Allman Brothers band guitarist Dickie Betts is returning to the road despite the fact that he said he was retiring. Betts played the Macon City Auditorium in Georgia last night. It's his last scheduled show before a string of dates in July in New York. He had a warm-up show in his hometown of Sarasota earlier this week, playing songs including Hotlanta, Statesboro Blues, and Midnight Rider. I watched video from this. And is how it was any it? good? Oh. No. So no. It is. Not so much. Not so good. <laughs> and now the Dickie Betts fan club 
on Facebook is kind of at war with each other because someone oh, posted God. videos from the rehearsals. And they were not good. And so there was a battle as to whether or not he should hang it up. People were like, you know what? That's enough. Dickie Betts should just hang it up. And the people in the forum were super pissed. Like, how could you say that? It doesn't matter oh if he misses some notes. It's not even that he's missing notes. He's he's a few steps behind. Is, is he, he still on the, sta- the sauce? Or, yeah, is he physically I able? He, he, he kind of leans against a stool and then kind of, like, stands up and, like, adjusts his pedals every once in a while. But it's not good. He misses a lot of cues and... You know, maybe he'll get better as time goes on, but they have him booked for a lot of big dates, including the Peach Festival, which our own The Common Heart will be uh, performing at in Scranton in, I believe, uh, late July or August. And it's he's, you know, he's missing all the cues and ah, it's just a drag. He was so badass back mm. in the day. I mean, I probably saw Dickie 35 times. And uh, he... He, he when, can shred. Oh, my God. When he, even... When Warren Haynes first joined the band and then left and Jack Pearson came in and then Warren came back, like all through those years, Dickie Betts held the band together and he was, he was a badass man. And uh, then he just became an insufferable drunk and he would play so loud. He knocked Jack Pearson, who was the other guitar player for a long time for the Allman Brothers. He, he got, he knocked him out of playing live music for two years because his ears were destroyed. So he had to just go and like, let his ears stop ringing. From Dickie Betts playing so loud. The Alan Paul book, One Way Out, is the definitive Allman Brothers book. He's like the Allman Brothers, you know, like biographer. He he still writes stuff for Government Mule. He was doing stuff with Greg when Greg was still alive. Uh, Alan, we've had on the show a few times. He's a native Pittsburgher. He's from Squirrel Hill. Mm -hmm. He writes for Guitar Magazine, Wall Street Journal, all kinds of stuff. That's the book to read. Again, one of one of the all-time great rock and roll books is the Allman Brothers biography, One Way Out. Pittsburgher and rapper Mac Miller out on bail after being arrested for drunk driving in the Hollywood Hills. Police say he and his two passengers ran from the scene of the single car crash early this morning. Officials say Miller slammed into a power pole, but nobody got hurt. His bail was set at $15,000. Finally, Solo, a Star Wars story, is a week away from coming out, but TMZ is already looking ahead to Disney's third film in the Star Wars story series. Disney released a production bulletin which reveals the next film in the spin-off series will be called Obi-Wan, a Star Wars story. And will focus on the Jedi Master's younger years on Tatooine and also features an infant Luke Skywalker. Production on the film, will, uh, which is going to be directed by Stephen Daldry, is slated to begin next spring. Still no che- Chewbacca origin story on <laughs> Chewbacca uh, planet. I want that. That's going to be the one, man. Chewbacca everything. Spotty showers, low 70s for the high today. It's 64 DVE. I mean, it's tough for me to not play a little Dicky Betts after talking about that, uh, you know, how badass he was back in the day. And DVE Sports. Pursuta is here with your sports on the DVE morning show. Sports is out brought to you by Xfinity from Comcast. The Pirates continue to perform in relative seclusion at PNC Park, but uh, they also continued to win baseball games. <laughs> the announced crowd last night was 11,404, and they saw the Bucks fall behind 2 nothing. How many? 11,404. Wow. Wow. And you said season tickets are around 8,000? I, I, I'm not sure of that. Um, That's a guesstimate. Yeah. Okay. I, 
it's that figure sticking in my head somewhere. I haven't verified it. Uh, not many people are showing up is the point. And Hey, it's good luck for the Buckos to play for these uh, empty houses. They're missing a pretty good show. The Pirates were down 2 nothing last night. They had a 3-2 lead. They were down 4-3. Uh, eventually, they tied it back up again at 4 and finally pushed the run across in the bottom of the 7th and uh, took it home from there. Felipe Vasquez got his ninth save. He needed 13 pitches. He struck out the side. Wow. Crazy. So they shut it down uh, in, in appropriate fashion. 26-17 and 17 now for the Pirates. That's a season-high nine games over five hundred. The Brewers were off last night, so the Pirates are a half game in front in the NL Central. They're two games up on St. Louis, which lost to Philadelphia. They're two and a half up on the Cubs who lost to the Braves. Another one against the Padres tonight. From what I'm guessing, plenty of good seats are still available. <laughs> Ivan Nova for the Pirates, 2-3 and three with a 5.01 ERA against Tyson Ross, 2-3, and 3.40. We can't get a good gauge on if they're going to get crowds this year or not because the circumstances are always weird. There's been thunderstorms in the forecast, so maybe people are staying away from the ball yard because of possible weather but they're winning yeah they just keep winning there was a hailstorm on the saturday during the mccutcheon series and they still got twenty seven thousand. I, I think the the litmus test for this is going to be they they finish up with san diego this week and then they go to cincinnati then they come home and play the cardinals and cubs and the weather's nice now it's going to be the end of may by then those two are, big time those division games two traditional playoff teams while well, the Cubs just won the World Series recently. They're supposed to be good. Cardinals are always good. They're rivalry games. If they're not drawn 20-plus for those, then I think it's a pretty good indication that people just don't care. Possibly. They keep winning. They're going to show up eventually. I believe they will. Uh, Pirates announced last night that they intend to recall outfielder Austin Meadows from AAA Indy today. Also will help get people to the ball yard. That would lead you to believe that Starling Marte is going to go on the disabled list after all. Uh, heading into last night, Meadows was hitting two ninety four with 10 doubles, one homer, and 15 RBI. He also had eight steals in Indy. He was the ninth overall pick in 2013. And Josh Harrison's rehab assignment continued at AA Altoona last night. He went one for five. And uh, the curve lost to Portland 12-9. to nine. Wow. Yeah, that's the the more amazing thing I think about them, not just winning, but winning with key guys out of the lineup. It's like they're on to something. I mean, the pitching's okay, and the offense is very good. And they've got the win at home thing figured out, and uh, the play 500 on the road thing figured out, at least so far. Stanley Cup playoffs last night. Uh, the Washington Capitals had uh, – 38 shots to Tampa Bay's 20. The Caps had 65 attempts to Tampa's 45. The Caps had the vast majority of the scoring chances, but the Lightning found a way to get it done. Alex Kalorn at 11.57 of the third period broke a 2-2 tie. Tampa Bay added an empty netter and wins game four of the Eastern Conference Final 4-2. That series now tied 
at two games apiece. I was flipping back and forth between that and the Buckos game. Vasilevsky made about 15 incredible saves. Just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, the last two nights, going back to Flurry's, Marc-Andre Flurry's game Wednesday night for Vegas in game three in the West, and then Vasilevsky last night, the goaltending just stole it. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Edzo, so what you need. Edzo was repeating his standard line again last night. Doc, if you don't have goaltending, you got no shot. Yeah. And they I, really, I, and it, it was one of those classic games where the Caps were just pouring it on. And honestly, the, God, the second period they had to puck the whole time, or so it seemed. Yeah. And they just couldn't get enough goals. Couldn't. And one of the problems is they're getting beat on special teams. 0 for 4 on the power play last night, that vaunted power play. They had three in a row in yeah. the first, to end the first period. And uh, Tampa went 1 for 2 in the, t- in the two games in D.C. in which the Lightning rallied from that 2 uh, nothing deficit. Tampa went 3 for 6 with the man advantage, and Washington went 0 for 7. <laughs> Doc, if you lose to special teams, you don't have a very good shot. Oh, my. 26th time in uh, Stanley Cup playoffs history that the road team has won the first four games of a best-of-seven series, but it's been happening uh, more often of late. It's now the sixth time in ten years that that weird sequence has occurred and uh, the second time in uh, the 2018 Stanley Cup playoffs. Road teams are 40-34 and 34 overall this postseason. So the Caps have them right where they want them, to the, to the next three are in Tampa. Yeah, right. Vegas hosting uh, Winnipeg tonight, looking to go up three games to one. And is that – I'm sorry, were you saying the, the home-away ser- uh, ratio in that series too? Is it like everybody's winning on the road in both well, East Vegas, and West? Vegas won game three. They they split the first two. Okay. So it was one road win in the first two, and then Vegas held serve at home in game three. Probably because of the sideshow before the game. That's probably it. That's the real home. And Bark andre Fleury. Home ice advantage. <laughs> if you have a, a, a guy with a sword fighting a guy with a flag, Doc, if you have that, the other team has no shot. You don't need goaltending <laughs> if you have a Broadway show on ice. <laughs> At the World Championships yesterday, God bless Patrick Kane. He scored two spectacular goals, and uh, Team USA beat the Czechs 3-2. to two. It is on to the semifinals on Saturday. Uh, the U.S. is going to take on Sweden at 9:15. Sweden got by Latvia 3 to 2. Uh, the other semifinal will be Canada, which beat Russia 5 to 4 in overtime against Switzerland, which upset Finland 3 to 2. The uh, two losers on Saturday meet Sunday for the bronze, and the two winners meet Sunday for the gold. Patrick Kane scored two spectacular goals yesterday. Just burst creating a shooting lane and picking a corner and burying it. Well, you know, uh, congratulations. I know that uh, I am a part of the nation they represent, but I feel like this is a good win for you, personally. I'll tell you what, it was a, <laughs> it was a great game. Uh, I've seen every U.S. game but the first one against Canada. This was the best game I saw. And quite frankly, the Czechs were a little better than we were, and they probably played a little better than we were. But... When they needed something to happen, Patrick Kane made it happen. Doc, if you got Patrick Kane, you got a shot. Val's got news top of the hour. Valerie, what do you got? Sleeping vacations are a thing. 
Sean Collier reviews Deadpool 2 and Cargo. Doug Benson from Doug Loves Movies will join us at 745. He's been added to the DVE Comedy Festival as a Saturday show, a live taping of his podcast, Doug Loves Movies. Uh, so we'll talk to, uh, to Doug at 745. Bruce Bruce is at the Improv this weekend, the legendary, Bruce. twice named Bruce Bruce. And, uh, He's hilarious, hilarious. He really is funny. And Dan Boobin and the Delta Struts in the Coffeehouse, 950. Oh. The Laurel Yanni debate took on uh, epic proportions yesterday with audiologists. Is that what they're called? Getting into yes. the uh, to, to the mix and explaining why people hear things differently. Now, I don't know if you uh, saw this, but this entire thing started because a middle school student in Georgia had to do uh, some vocabulary uh, uh, assignment and needed to have the correct definition of the word laurel. And so she looked it up on uh, vocabulary.com. And Something she you was sit on, right? Playing the rest on. She was playing the 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 speak feature, and she heard it as Yanni, and she's like, "Hey, what's going on here?" So she's playing it for her other friends, and some of them were going, "No, it, it, it's saying Laurel," and the other ones were saying, "No, it's saying Yanni." So that's how the whole thing started. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Now, we here in the room, we were playing this yesterday, and. I learned about why that is like so younger people a lot of times will hear the higher frequencies that older people won't like ours are burned out. Well, mine are in particular. So when we play it here, everyone here in the room hears Laurel, right? Yes. Laurel. Okay. Laurel. It's so clearly Laurel. Right. But if you tweak the frequency and Uproxx had an article about this, it showed you how to do it. You can change it so that anybody who heard Laurel before will hear it as Yanni. Did you hear Yanni that time? I did. Right. So this works for a number of different words. For instance, what do you hear when I play this? Caveman. Caveman. Right. But if I tweak it ever so slightly. Ovechkin. Yeah. Yeah. Ovechkin. See? Interesting, yeah. right? You you basically just have to go in and you mess with the different high end or low ends. For instance, Charglodyte. You tweak the frequency just a little bit and it's Kellyanne Conway. You see mm. how that works? Yes, I do. So I tried this out on a bunch of different words and it even works on phrases. Like the phrase Whirling Dervish. If I remove the 20 hertz frequency from that, Sally Wiggins. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Remarkable, right? By just fiddling with certain frequencies, your brain hears a totally different and completely unrelated word. Now, up to this point, I've only been removing the low-end frequency at 20 hertz. But if I slightly adjust the high-end at 20,000 hertz, what once was the word tender becomes herpes. <laughs> and the word gargantuan becomes fetterman. <laughs> interesting so that's all it is folks mm. you mess with the high end or the low end and everybody hears different things frequencies let me try one more thing here hold on the dve morning show take out the high end and hacky yeah that uh yeah that does that sounds yeah rings true interesting dve morning show 
Wings, band on a run. You know, the Laurel Yanni thing, there's a new one now. Brainstorm or Green Needle. Whatever you tell your brain to hear, it will hear. If you tell your brain, I want this to sound like Green Needle, you will hear Green Needle. If you say, I want you to sound like Brainstorm, it will sound like Brainstorm. Now, I wouldn't imagine this wouldn't work on the radio, but maybe for some reason it won't translate, but... Tell yourself you want to hear Green Needle or Brainstorm. And then- oh, my God, it worked. Yeah. Because first I heard Green Needle, and I just told myself, hear Brainstorm, Brainstorm, Brainstorm. Yeah. And that's what I heard. Same thing. Did you do, and you did the opposite. Yep. It worked for me every time. That freaked me out so much last night, and oh I was God, wondering the, if it's- It's the power of suggestion. Yeah, but like, I wonder if it's that little weird noise at the beginning of this little that, if that has plays into it somehow. I don't know. All right, so I just cued past that. So tell yourself, green needle or brainstorm. Okay. Brainstorm. All right, I'm going with I'm going with green needle. Okay. I heard green needle. All right, I heard brainstorm. I heard brainstorm. It's the weirdest. All these brain dorks. <laughs> <laughs> Stop messing with our ears. Val's got news next. We're going to talk about hotels that are actually um, selling packages of sleeping vacations. This is perfect for uh, you. <laughs> I'm all for it. Did you already purchase? <laughs> I'm booked. <laughs> the Pennsylvania GOP says a word commonly used in our area is profane. In a Wednesday tweet, the party cited Lieutenant Governor Candidate John Fetterman's rise, including selling T-shirts that had a profanity, what they call a profanity-laced attack on President Trump. The shirt reads, Trump is a jag-off. That might lose them votes. That Even their base is going gonna, is gonna to go, hey, uh, guys, uh, <laughs> jag-off. You want to hear a swear word? I got one for you. Here's the shirt I wore to the, the Hillary shirt I wore to the last <laughs> GOP yeah. convention. These are some swear words. Listen, if Stone Cold Steve Pittsburgh wants to to use that on a shirt, <laughs> I think he should be allowed. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Have we really gotten to the point where Jagoff is offending people now? Look, yeah. the only some the only people, people so that get offended by Jagoff are Jagoffs. Total Jagoffs. It is hard to argue. You can't argue that. You do. You're a jagoff. <laughs> jagoff is one of those words too. It's fun to say because it sounds just short of dirty. Like it's. it's I think that's the whole idea. It's not really dirty, but you you know you could be like I am be a jagoff, and it's kind of you know innocuous. But you could also be like he's jagging off in a corner over there, and he's being get on. Let's go. Dump it. <laughs> Just to be safe. <laughs> that didn't come out the way I wanted it to. Probably dump it. Yeah. You but just you know, dumped the, yourself. Why don't you just dump it yourself? Uh, it's far away. Too He's far sitting right there. Yeah. But because he was looking at me like, hey, and I'm like, yeah. Um, no, my point was is still valid that Jagoff can sound really dirty. And it can, you know, be something you say it's to your jerk. kids. And, yeah, it could sound like it was in a Disney movie, right? Well, if it's jerk again, yeah. all right, never mind. Like you get some unbelievable good news, and you say, "Oh, you got to be jagging me." Like, yeah, right. That's like a positive. Well, Virginia, uh, um, that's Church Montanes. She 
looked up the derivation, the origin of Jagoff. And, I mean, it comes from way back in the 1800s when kids in school were, like, poking each other. Mm-hmm. And they that was referred to as jagging each other. Yeah, like and, a jagger bush. And then the jagger bush terminology came later. Then any sort of, we call them pricker bushes up in Erie, which is not much better. <laughs> Mm-mm. Don't run through the pricker bush. Mm. <laughs> Did that investigation get to the bottom of whether it's, see, when I was a little kid, I always thought it was OV, like a Russian derivative. What? Oh, like it's Yagov. Jagov. Oh, I got you. Oh, I thought you meant Jagov like Smirnov Yakov. or something. No, there's no well, Russian. I'm, I'm in... told that's not uh, the case, but I'm, I'm sticking to that a little bit. No, you can. I want to research that. There was stuff. probably enough Eastern European people here at that time. Now there were in my circles. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you, the Serbian influence around couple, you made... A couple of old guys that didn't speak English very well in particular. Yeah, and that probably sounded like Jagov. And yet they always had Don't something to add to the conversation, yeah. even if it was very little. Yeah. Or even if nobody really understood what the hell they were saying. Well, they could use an economy of words. Particularly and, their grandkids. Right. Say a whole lot with that. Just look at them with your, hilt, head, with your head tilted like a dog. <laughs> what? What am I supposed to do? That's part of why uh, it's such a good word. It's... It's a conversation ender. It says everything that your uh, you know, relatives would have wanted to to calm you down. One of the most important lessons I learned as a kid and I am teaching to my kids is don't be a jagoff. Good lesson to learn. It's, I mean, it's the, the first lesson you have to learn in life. Don't be a jagoff. This is when I, want, I wish Bob Doro was still alive to do some Schoolhouse Rock, Don't Be a Jagoff song. <laughs> I don't have an example of it. Above all else, don't be a jagoff. And that's one to grow on. (laughs) Val? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Center 11. What's the difference between scattered and spotty showers? Uh, I think you need... uh, (laughs) I was going to make a terrible joke. Never mind. (laughs) Dump it. Dump it. Dump it. Dump it. it. 64 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by BobbyRayHall.com. I want to alert everyone to a special (laughs) event happening on Monday. There is a veterans group called Vets Roll, and the group travels all over the country with World War II and Korean vets. Okay. And, uh... Excuse me. They toured the country. Uh, They go in, like, uh, motor coach buses. Last year they had 10 of them. They're going to be stopping for an event at Cefalos in Carnegie. They've done this the past couple of years. They've had a ton of people lining the streets of Carnegie to welcome them to town. They will arrive at approximately 11 a.m. Monday. Supporters are being asked to line Lydia Street in Carnegie and wave flags and welcome those veterans and Rosie the Riveters to town. And uh, they've had big crowds for this in the past. That is amazing. Cool. Several law enforcement agencies, including the Secret Service, are at Trump National Doral this morning after a man opened fire. Miami-Dade Police Director Juan Perez says they have detectives ready to question the suspected shooter at the hospital. He was taken down in the lobby of the president's golf resort. A New York court says former apprentice contestant Summer Zervo's case against Donald Trump can proceed. She's accusing Trump of making defamatory remarks about her after he allegedly groped her in a hotel room. president has denied 
denied the groping allegations. The state appeals court rejected a bid by Trump's lawyers to pause that case. And the president donating his first quarter salary this year to the Department of Veterans Affairs. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders made that announcement yesterday. Acting VA Secretary Robert Wilkie accepted the check, which will go to caregiver programs. The annual presidential salary is $400,000. He made $25 million on his resort this year. Yes, past that's year. just a drop in the bucket. Ma- makes then. that 400000 a little expendable, <laughs> but a good cause, no doubt. Yes. Are you happy in your job? According to a new study, nearly half of working adults eh, aren't so sure they're in the right career. One-third of respondents said they don't enjoy what they're doing for a living. 47% said they don't find their careers fulfilling. fulfilling. And more than one-fifth of workers said they wanted a job with more flexibility. I think a lot I think a lot of people feel like they're maybe in the wrong profession almost the whole time. Everybody I've talked to thought they were going to be doing something else. Well, how many people go to college for whatever major and right. do absolutely nothing related? Accounting. Right, yeah. Yeah. And you knew when you were an accountant that this is not going to be your life. You Immediate. were in the wrong career. When you were in school, did you know that? I hated it, but I didn't know you were allowed to like your job. <laughs> you thought That's... your job is supposed to suck. And... Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was just doing what I like, you know, what I thought you needed to do. Like, oh, I, I didn't plan to stop with an accounting education. It was all encompassing. So I was going to go to law school, get a law degree. And I thought, oh, well, maybe, you know, I become, uh, uh, I don't know, an entertainment lawyer or something like that. Oh, yeah. Even that sucks. I don't know why I would have wanted to Sports do that. Agent. <laughs> None of that stuff. <laughs> You'd have been great in a courtroom. My oh, brother, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, two of my brothers are very successful lawyers on completely total different ends of the spectrum. But can like the, they do you'd the voices? The, you'd have been the Paul Newman character in the verdict that everything would be going wrong. You'd be all disheveled, papers everywhere, and then you'd come in at the last minute and win the case. That sounds right. As, <laughs> well, as I don't know about the case. Brimley. The shovel part sounds right. <laughs> Yeah, no, Wilford Brimley as my <laughs> as my Sherpa. Damn it, you gotta stop, put the drink down. Wait a minute, Your Honor, the defense attorney's not here yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm only three minutes late to the court, you know, to the trial. It's not that big of a deal. Play a song, I'll be here in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna play a fog hat song and the trial will resume. Give him slow ride. Right, That's eight exactly. minutes. Uh, it's no secret, and for anybody who listens to this show, uh, they hear us complain about not getting enough sleep. Yeah, I know. All I feel the time. like that's a drum we beat a little bit too yeah, much. Yeah, maybe, but Americans as a whole don't get enough sleep. Dump it. And we also don't take enough vacation time. Well, now some hotels are trying to combine the two with sleep vacations. Some hotels, like the Benjamin in New York City, are offering sleep packages. Guests that pay to get some shut eye at the Benjamin. That includes triple pane windows, blackout curtains, earplugs, a pillow menu, and on-demand oh, meditation. Weston hotels offer a sleep well package at many of their locations. That includes a heavenly bed, whatever that means, uh, a spa credit, late checkout, and special sleep well food menus. Uh, What's a pillow menu? I don't know, man. I guess if you like a hard pillow or soft or oh, feather yeah. or yeah, some of those hotel foam. pillows I just can't deal with. They're too fluffy. Yeah, and but sometimes I I love the hotel pillow and I want to steal it. Yeah, and you can't because it just won't fit into the bag. <laughs> no, I tried.
Sleep vacations, though, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I get it. But most people have a hard time sleeping away from their bed. Yes. So it I probably takes know. you two nights to get into the swing of things. Well, remember that that uh, that do- or that uh, podcast about sleep. That guy was saying that there's some evolutionary thing at play in your brain that's sort of on alert because you're not in your home. Right. So in case you have to fight somebody. Yeah, right. some sort of caveman instinct. You're like not in your own cave. And so your body's like, yeah, a bear might be coming by. <laughs> what was that? An Orlando pet owner says his parrot has learned to use Alexa and the parrot is driving awesome. everyone nuts. <laughs> That's so awesome. The African Grey Congo parrot named Petra learned to operate Alexa's Echo smart speaker and uses it to turn on and off the lights in the house. Uh, YouTube videos show Petra operating the virtual assistant and in one video she says, Alexa, I love you. Petra's owner telling a TV station the four-year-old parrot can speak over 300 words. I, I, and I'm not sure if it's ordering anything yeah. from Alexa. Amazon but... just shows up with a pallet of bird feed. <laughs> this thing will not stop ordering Fruit Loops. What is going on? <laughs> it does. Uh, the, the Alexas have been like ordering stuff when kids just mention items, though. Yeah, I remember when these first came out, some little girl ordered a giant dollhouse. Yeah. I can't believe people willingly put these in their homes. Dad, I didn't do it. It was the thing. (laughs) It was was Alexa. Alexa. What'd you say to me? Nothing. That was Alexa. Alexa's jag-off. And a cat being credited with saving an Ohio family from carbon monoxide poisoning after alerting them to a leak in the house. Uh, David Kekis says the normally quiet cat woke up him and his wife and two kids in the middle of the night by meowing very loudly. He told the TV station they got up just in time to see Mr. Boo passing out in the hallway. (laughs) So, again, this is self-preservation. I feel like a dog would have run into the house and barked and been like, come on, follow me. And a cat's like... Save me! <laughs> the family and it just passes out. The family grabbed Boo and rushed out of the home. David said his son and daughter both passed out, but after being taken to a hospital, everyone is expected to be okay, and the cat is going to be fine as well. Alec and Hilaria Baldwin are parents again. The couple announced the birth of their fourth kid together. How old is this dude? I don't know how old he is, 60? but too old to have four kids. Yeah. Little kids. Little Babies. Yeah. Um, he joins his brothers, 20-month-old Leonardo, two-year-old Raphael, and a sister, Carmen, who is four. Alec also father to 22-year-old Ireland Baldwin from his marriage to Kim Basinger. What's in your wallet? Not a condom, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) He's 60 years old. Yeah, that's too old to have four kids under four. Yeah, but when you're super rich, you just like surround yourself with nannies and it's just part of your entourage at Hot that point. Nannies. You don't care. You're like, yeah, whatever. Take care of the, oh, come here. Uh-oh, they need change. Here you go. <laughs> here you go. Oh, oh, oh. Responsibility. Here you go, nanny. Yep. Hot nannies and yoga pants. Right, and then you go back to whatever you were doing. That's the most. That's the most infuriating part for me. If I've ever gotten caught watching the Kardashians, is there at some resort or at some high-end restaurant and i'm like i know all these girls have kids where the hell are the kids yeah and then you catch a glimpse in the background there's like eight shadow little women taking care of their kids (laughs) i would like to get a list of movies that actors agreed to perform in 
just to get away from their family. <laughs> I bet there's so many bad movies that have oh. been made because like Pacino was like, get me away from her. She had twins. <laughs> Oh, no, Brad Pitt stayed oh, on dude. set. <laughs> Brad Pitt's like, what do you want to do? Just monkey barn from one set to the other. <laughs> I'm a Buddhist god. That's fine. Yeah, I don't I'll care. Do it. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, bon Jovi bring the North American leg of this house is not for sale tour to a close tonight in Montreal. And if John has his way, this is probably going to be the last big long tour for the band. I felt such a sense of pride in this house is not for sale. It's such an important record to me lyrically. And, uh, and so I wanted to go out and support it. But I don't think that we care to go out on the 240 show tours ever again. You know, I, I want to be like the country artist, do 30 shows a year every year, you know, and just enjoy it for what it is now. That was Maybe, John? Yeah. Maybe he saw his performance on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Was it not good? Oh, there, he's his voice is totally shot. Really? I am so over Bon Jovi at this point. Wow. I, I never whoa. thought you would say that. I used to love, I was in the Bon Jovi fan club in the 80s. Oh, I know. So over them. He's so, I mean, if have you seen the ceremony? All I know is he brought Bill Belichick and uh, Robert Kraft to celebrate with him. Oh, that doesn't have anything to do with it for me. It's just It does for me. <laughs> it does for me. I turned it off as soon as I saw those two Jags. I'm like, oh, great. He had the longest ex- uh, acceptance speech of the night, or I don't know if it's an acceptance speech, but yeah, it was 20 minutes. It down 20. He's just so pompous and full of himself. And wow, his... Val, I never thought I'd hear oh, this from you about so John Bon Jovi. Over so over him. You know what's happening? Bon Jovi is going the U2 route. He is over, they have overstayed their welcome. Mm-hmm. I, but was... Bono still, he can still sing. Yes. I John just mean, Bon Jovi can't. I just mean really? in the, in the no. public uh, person. There was an article, I think, on Vox that ranked every Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. Yeah. They had Bon Jovi last. Yes. You know what they call the guy who graduates last in medical school? Yeah, a doctor. You two, I think, their biggest problem is they try to stay relevant in a way that makes them sound even older. Yes. And if they would just crank out Joshua Trees and like stay in that vein and instead of trying to appeal to people who are never really going to get to them anyways. And stop biking in Central Park. I mean, I think that, that's, that, that would that's, help. That would be key. Some it's serious. Still, yeah, so it's, good live, though. You too? Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. And it's because he's a so rock star who's, and are. his voice is. Yeah. Has held up. Yeah. John's not so much. I can't believe that. They're that, still pulling off stadiums. No, I agree. Well, so is Bon Jovi, right? No, Aren't they're they not doing, doing arenas? Yeah. Um, yeah you you, if get, you watch the ceremony, they're the last, they're the finale on the broadcast. But a friend of mine who went said they were for actually first at the ceremony. Oh, that was probably in their rider. Maybe yes. we want we want to go on early. Yeah, we're not sticking around for moody when, blues. When Richie <laughs> is doing his speech, John's in the background, like kind of make not making faces, but it's like, oh, he looks so pissed off. Was Richie messed up? Eh, he might have been, but he wasn't over the top messed up. He yeah. was just kind of. Speaking weird, which might be bad dentures. I don't know. Like Rudy Giuliani or Lou Holtz. Yeah, I don't know if it's booze or. <laughs> or his, Nancy Pelosi. Or maybe does she fit. just have chronic dry mouth? I don't know. I try not to listen to her talk. I loved that band. 
Yeah, I know. Um, so you feel let down. How do you just, get out of the fan club? Like, do you have to submit <laughs> just, a formal letter yes, or do you it, just stop going to the meetings? You have to give them a finger. Okay. Or is it like DK uh, on Pittsburgh Sport? They just renew you. You have to like get a lawyer to get out of <laughs> Wait, there. Wait, I'm still in the slippery when wet fan club? But, <laughs> <laughs> but how, how come like Bon Jovi goes out there and has a hard time singing, but the guys from the Moody Blues are 80 oh, and they're out there just going, you know, I'm just a singer and a rock and roll man. <laughs> and, they're, and they're killing it. I don't know if he, like, he now really strains to sing at all. If you watch him, he's like, no oh, man. Well, didn't he it's have vocal cord a, problems at one uh, at one point? I don't remember that. He may. No, have. I thought he had some issues at one point. Like and after then, the fourth album, I kind of lost interest. But that, so you finally saw the whole ceremony. I turned it off no, right before I still the Bon Jovi the whole thing. thing. I saw the Moody Blues and part of the Cars and and Bon Jovi. The Cars definitely deserve to be in there. I have no idea why Nina Simone was in because she is incredible. She is important. She's influential. I get all of that stuff, but she is the furthest thing from rock and roll. Well, she was. I mean, the Hall of Fame she's definitely, um, you know, subversive. She was controversial. She spoke truth to power. She did all this. Like she was a big part of the civil rights era. But I, you know, I just didn't see her as being rock and roll. That's the popular music Hall of Fame. They just have a different name yeah, for it. It's the Rolling Stone Music Hall of Fame, and they actually love when you argue about that stuff. It actually helps them. I oh think. yeah, it helps their cause. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get the New Order. Th- I don't get how New Order isn't in, and Joy Division isn't in, the Smiths and the Cure. They don't pay attention to that entire yeah. genre. If, yeah. it, like that whole sort of emo uh, um, primo. genesis, primo, yeah. yeah. They don't mm-hmm. care about it. Manchester does not exist to them. Yeah. As a moody former teenager, as a teenager who was moody and who is moody now. That is all very important. <laughs> Forecast today, spotty showers, low 70s for the high at 65, a DBE. Mike's got your sports. When we return, Ovi and the Caps blow a 2-0 lead, and that series is tied. The Buckos keep winning. Coming up, we'll have Doug Benson joining us here on the DB Morning Show, his podcast, Doug Loves Movies. We're going to do that live coming up uh, at the DVE Comedy Festival Day 2. So we'll talk with Doug Benson right around 745 here on the DVE Morning Show. Yeah, the, the hockey is... Uh... Going strong, baseball's going strong, basketball's going strong. So much going on, but Bill, I don't know about you. I, I need just a break from it all. I need some great live entertainment. I need something different, and that's why I've got my calendar circled for Sunday night, the Billboard Music Awards, this Sunday on NBC. I, I actually love watching the the Billboard. Any any um, music award show, I love to watch and tweet. It's almost the last thing that I like to do on Twitter, just Everybody's watching the same thing. Everybody's talking about it. And my girl, Kelly Clarkson, is hosting. She is, and she's doing it live, and you don't don't know what's going to happen. The Billboard Music Awards are live from Las Vegas. I'm used to being live on TV with, like, The Voice. I'm not used to being alone on an island hosting a show. So I know I'm probably going to screw up, but at least I hope it's fun, like, in a fun way. I'm totally Jennifer Lawrence's, like, cousin. So... If I fall, I just want everyone to laugh with me because it's worse when people go, oh, like just laugh and enjoy it because <laughs> I'll get up and superstar it and be fine. An unbelievable lineup of performers, Ed Sheeran, Florida Georgia Line, Imagine Dragons, John Legend, Drake, Bruno Mars, Nicki Minaj, but Bill, there's one superstar on the card. Janet Jackson. I can't wait. The Billboard Music Awards.
Janet Jackson, like she's like wanting to put on a show. She always does. I'm like, how are you going to up your A game? Your A game is stellar. She's going to have a pretty rad performance. She was like one of the first females I listened to growing up that was totally about strength and empowerment and owning your sexuality. And she was a brand new kind of artist, you know, for, for me specifically growing up. This is the All-Star Music Event of the Year, the Billboard Music Awards, hosted by Kelly Clarkson, live from Las Vegas, this Sunday on NBC. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike, what's going on? Pirates keep winning. That's what's going on. Sports this hour brought to you by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Edgar Santana came on with two outs and a runner on second in the top of the seventh inning last night, and the Pirates and Padres tied at four apiece. Santana was able to induce second baseman Jose Perella to ground out the shortstop, getting out of the mini jam. The Pirates responded with a tie-breaking run in the bottom of the seventh, and that was enough for a 5-4 victory over San Diego. The Pirates improved 26-17. and that's a season high, nine games over 500. Santana gets his second major league victory, one game after getting his first major league victory. He's on a little bit of a roll, as are the Pirates. Yeah. They closed it out in impressive fashion. Felipe Vasquez, a scoreless ninth to record his ninth save of the season. He struck out the three batters he faced, and he threw 10 strikes out of 13 pitches. How about that? Game over when that guy comes in. The name changes served him well. uh, (laughs) 11,404, the announced crowd. That's not a good crowd. No. But the good thing is, is that the visitor team isn't showing up either. So the Buckos are doing well at home. That was their Tuesday. They announced 12,000. I don't think it was eight. I was there. I was there Wednesday. They announced twenty plus, and I didn't see that at all. They keep winning. People will uh, will go. This is actually a perfect scenario in a lot of ways, as far as I'm concerned, because the Pirates keep winning, and I can root for them. And Nutting is taking it in the pocketbook. Pocketbook. Maybe he probably that, carries a pocketbook. Maybe that's the uh, evil the, evil plan of the fan base. Yeah, we're rooting for him from afar. Or it, it should be like you know if they. You know, I know Mark Madden has called for a boycott of the team over over and over. Yeah, he he always does. And he's engineered a boycott, uh, all of his own volition. And (laughs) I think a more effective thing to do would be to to make it like a pack-a-lunch boycott. So you didn't buy any food there. You don't buy any concessions. And you spend as little money as possible. Take public transportation there. Do everything you can to keep money out of Nutting's pocket. StubHub boycott. Or your, your, your secondary market of choice. You go to the game, they've already made that money. They're, they don't get any money from a secondary ticket sale. Ah, well, that's, uh, that's a good point. You know, I've seen the argument made that the reason people aren't going is they don't want to invest emotionally in the team because they don't trust the owner. He's not spending enough money. And when the young players get good and too expensive, they get rid of them. Okay, so what? It's three, three and a half hours at the ballpark. It's fun. If, if you like sports. I went Wednesday, met a couple of my buddies that I used to play softball with. We stood back in left field at the bar, had a few beers, got a pizza, watched the game, went home. So it was what fun. What you're saying is if a girl has broken your heart over and over and over, if she still wants to have sex with you once in a while, 
Just go have fun. Well, just take, so it, what? take it for what it is. Everything doesn't have to be. You're not going to marry her. An emotionally invested crusade toward a championship that if you don't win it, you're going to jump off the Duquesne Bridge. Well, we're conditioned in this yes. town. We are conditioned to win championships. We're emotional, Mike. Hey, I don't agree with the way Nutting's running the team. I'd do it a lot differently if it was me. Oh, I can't stand him. But I baseball's love- fun from... From where I'm sitting, I I totally agree bad with baseball's you. fun, but do you great baseball is really fun, Mike? But do but, you admo- uh, But do you acknowledge that y- from where you're sitting is not a fan? You're not a fan of the Pirates. No, but I am a fan of the sport. Right. Uh-huh. So, but and, there's a difference there. And baseball is a different kind of animal because you, I'm sure you guys have heard this a million times, but it's a long season. You win 54, you lose 54, and 54 are up for grabs. Right. And and you don't know what you're going to see when you go that day. You might see a great four six three double play. You might see somebody stretch a double into a triple. You might see somebody get thrown out at the plate. Again, I always say, go and gamble with your friends, with each other. <laughs> Dude, pass the hat. Everybody put five bucks in the hat to start. You get a buck a hit. You hey. pass on a walk. You put a buck in on an out. Put two in on two outs. You clear it on a uh, home run, and uh, you double the pot. If you get caught striking, striking out looking. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and they have some some pretty good players, too. I I, I don't know where this is going. No, the baseball talk. This is not a team without any redeeming social value. No, there's a lot of, like, actual good for uh, for the seam heads out there. There's a lot of fun stuff happening, yeah. but we're kind of caught up in the, are people going to start going? Yeah, it's, they're, they're tied since the offseason, and that public outcry emerged. About- Again, I would say direct your ire. At Bob Nutting, not the fans who aren't going yet, or the people who the, all of this is ensued because of Bob Nutting. I kind of like Sean's idea, as I'm sure StubHub does. The secondary market yeah. stuff. Well, you just go. I I go to you know Saint who need too. Yeah, there's that too. That's part I of like, yours for supporting the local economy. That's there. right. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big <laughs> fan of those guys. I've yeah. always been a fan. I was born in 1985. That means they won when I was six. They didn't win again until I was 28. I went all the time in between. And and when people are saying, well, they're not competing, you expect them to compete? <laughs> we didn't buy Brian Giles jerseys because we expected them to compete. <laughs> we knew what we had. We went to the ballpark and ate a hot dog. There you go. <laughs> oh, he was a jerk. See, and that's, you know, my growing up as a fan perspective, I grew up in the 70s. Yeah. They won six division championships and two World Series. Mm-hmm. If they weren't in the postseason, I was like, Dad, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I right. mean, the schedule came out and I planned for October. It's not that way anymore. Okay, I'm still watching a baseball game. Sure, I totally agree. I don't know why that has to be such a profound be- decision. Am I going to invest the most? No, you're going to go to the park, have a beer, chill out. Yeah, but again, you should be mad at Bob Nutting that this is happening. Yeah. Not the people well, who are weighing their emotional investment. Again, he gets zero credit. I would do it 100% And it's his fault that this is all happening with the fan base. But... You're you're missing uh, you're missing out if uh, yeah if you choose not to acknowledge what is going on there and hey maybe it'll blow up maybe, I think maybe after- they'll lose fifteen in a row and everybody say ah I told you so but right now they're winning right now they're nine over Mike after the royal wedding when people are done paying attention to that they're really going to turn their <laughs> attention to the pirates maybe yeah just before uh, they'll draw two sellout crowds before Steeler camp <laughs> <laughs> first couple of games after the All Star break. Austin uh, Meadows is coming up. That'll get people to go to the ballpark. Yep.
People are going to want to see this kid. Number two prospect. Been hearing about him for quite a while. Ninth overall pick in 2013. That probably means Starling Marte is going on the DL. Lightning beat the Caps 4-2. The road team is 4-0 in the Eastern Conference Final, which is tied at two games apiece. Vegas tries for a 3-1 lead on Winnipeg tonight. And at the World Championships, Team USA beat the Czechs 3-2. Bounce those Czechs, Randy. Bang on the Saturday semifinal against Sweden. I hate you, Hornquist. We added another show to the DVE Comedy Festival. Tickets go on sale at 10 a.m. today for Doug Loves Movies, the Doug Benson podcast, which is uh, incredibly popular, hilarious, entertaining, and uh, the very funny Doug Benson joins us when we come back from the commercial break. On Doug, you there? Yes, sir. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, thanks. Dude, we're so glad you're going to be a part of the yeah, DVE we're super Comedy pumped, Festival. Man. This is the, the third show uh, of the weekend so far, and we have a, a um, Friday night with Burt Kreischer and Sarah Tiana and Rory Scoville and Brad Williams and Bill Crawford, and we have a, a local Loaded show stage, and now you're the third show that we're setting up, and this is a 420 show on Saturday, a live taping of Doug Loves Movies. Yeah, I'm super uh, excited about it, and that, that you guys are down with my uh, unusual start time. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we're definitely it's down the with the perfect that. start time. Yeah, and, and everybody should note that uh, when we say 4:20, that's just to get everybody there by 4:20. We'll actually start about 4:30 if anyone needs to step outside for any reason <laughs> at, at 4:20. Well, you know, I wanted to ask you about that because some of my friends who are like proficient pot smokers are like they are of mixed. Um, uh, minds when it comes to the, like the the legalization trend that is happening all over. While it, they love having access to the product, it has also brought people into their club that they didn't necessarily want to be members. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could see that. I could, you know, uh, there's going to be some people that are going to be, you know, snobby about it. You know, it's a lot like uh, wine. Some people just want to get drunk, and other people want to, you know, swish it around their mouth and discuss it. You know, it's just uh, <laughs> everybody's got a, a, a different approach. But to me, the most important thing about legalization is just uh, to stop incarcerating people for, uh, you know, something that many states in this country are, you know, deciding should just be flat out legal. It's so bizarre. I mean, Jeff Sessions, I know you're not a big fan, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, I like the first syllable of his last name. I like the sesh part. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if he could just sit yeah. in on a sesh, he'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, he just needs to relax. Because he's like, uh, you know, his position is constantly wavering because he just doesn't understand, uh, you know, what his constituents want. You know, like, he, these guys can't figure it out. And then they also... I think, like, especially, uh, you know, the top of our administration has come around to the fact that, like, uh, you know, uh, a lot of states are making a lot of money off of uh, off of legal weed, and that, uh, you know, and that always gets their attention is making a lot of money. Do you think you could change his mind if you got high with him? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All he's got to do is, like, watch one of my movies. You just see how... Uh, you know, harmless it is uh, in the in the grand scheme of things, and then how helpful it is to people with uh, you know seizures, PTSD, like tons. Right. Of, there's tons of things that it's helpful for. Yeah, uh, and we worked really hard here in Pennsylvania to get medical marijuana legalized, and that's the first step uh, towards uh, Pennsylvania having uh, more sweeping reforms. But uh, I, I want to ask you a, a little bit about uh, first of all, the people do know you from Super High Me, which was uh, quite an accomplishment. To be able to to, to 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 achieve, <laughs> um, but I, I wondered if people like tried to emulate you, like if people try to keep up with you. Your fans think like, "Oh, dude, I can roll with you," and then they just can't. 
I haven't experienced too much of that, but that's because usually, like, I'll smoke with fans after a show, and we'll smoke for a while, and then they'll go away. So I don't know, uh, you know, what happens to them after that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but during the actual time I spend with them, everybody everybody seems uh, pretty pleasant. So for the people who are going to buy tickets to see you at 420 at the Rex Theater on Saturday, June 30th, the Doug Loves Movies podcast, for, for those who are, are uh, not initiated, who don't know exactly what goes on, explain the premise and, and what you do during that show. The idea is I have, uh, you know, several guests on stage, usually comedian friends of mine, but sometimes uh, actors and filmmakers, and uh, we get them on stage, and I, uh, you know, run them through a series of questions, you know, uh, just kind of chatting about movies in general, because everybody loves movies. And then the back part of the show is uh, where um, they compete against each other in uh, movie trivia games that I that I devise, and um, someone in the audience could potentially win. Uh, me and all of my guests, we each bring something for the prize bag, so it's just a, a, a random things from the uh, people on the panel, and uh, one person in the audience uh, could could win all that stuff. And the way you're eligible to win is if you bring some sort of uh, movie theme name tag, where like you work your uh, your own name into the title of a movie. Uh, nice. You know, like the uh, like uh, for the name Brian, like somebody might do like Brianny, get your gun or something like that. <laughs> right, right. And people are super into Photoshop and making huge signs and making signs like they'll attach <laughs> uh, things to them to try to uh, coerce the people into picking them. Like they'll attach attach alcohol and weed and and snacks. Snacks are big, and uh, so it's just all these crazy signs. It's kind of like uh, let's make a deal. Yeah. And each each person on the panel. Uh, pick someone that they're going to play for uh, based on how much they they like their name tag. And you don't have to bring a name tag. It, it'll still be fun, but it, that's how you have a, a shot at winning something. So let me – so that that's – I mean, this show is a blast. It's such a – yeah, I was just going to say, mean, it's such a fun show. Uh, but I'm wondering, like – with the current state of superhero movies, if this hasn't been like you know uh, a particularly good time for for pot smokers who enjoy movies, um, there's a lot of visuals going on. There's a lot of audio uh, dynamics happening in these movies. Do you have to pair weed like wine with the movie that you're going to see? Not really. I just get hella high and <laughs> these, these theaters now that have seats that recline into just literally a bed yeah. are are murder for me because it, as soon as I stretch out like that, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay awake like that movie, A Quiet Place. It's like a, it's just getting you ready to nap for the rest of your life. <laughs> Uh, you also do uh, the show Getting Dug With High, uh, where you have celebrities come on and you uh, you sample various uh, different uh, strains. And uh, I saw the one you did with Jack Black. <laughs> oh, my. Gee, that one never comes up. Dude. <laughs> he can't even face the camera. He, you got him so high. Yeah, well, he, you know, it was just one of those deals where he had kind of taken a break from smoking. And, I, you know, I always knew him as a pot smoker when we used to hang out when we were all starting out. And, uh 
And then uh, he's such a nice guy that he just agreed to do my show just because, just you know, uh, to be nice. And uh, he thought, oh, I'll just go on there and take a couple of puffs and I'll be fine. And then the first thing he does is take a really hard drag off of a, a newfangled vape pen and then he's just gone for the rest of the episode. And his wife was sitting right there, and they even had a safe word in case he got too high, and it was cantaloupe, and he said it like five minutes into the show. (laughs) (laughs) And she just sat there laughing. (laughs) She didn't didn't care. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's on YouTube. People should definitely go check that out. What do you think of the the vaping phenomenon? I mean, it makes it easier to sort of keep it concealed uh, if you're out and about for people who are uh, uh, the more stealthy pot smokers. Yeah, that's what it's all about. It's just uh, just how low key it can be, and also it looks just like a um, you know a vape for nicotine. You know, they have right. a similar look. So unless you watch how the people do it, because those nicotine people, they take you know massive plumes of smoke come out of their face. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. not quite as much with the uh, with the weed vapes, but um, but that's for me. It's like all about convenience. I mean, a lot of them taste have a nice taste to them, and and they get you high. But I'm still into you know good old-fashioned uh, flowers, as they like to say. Yeah, the, the, the flowers is the, the terminology that's coming up uh, over and over again now because of the preponderance of edibles and vapes, which I, it's like the most backward thing in the world because people who are afraid to smoke because they, uh, the, there's some sort of stigma against it, like they feel like they're uh, holding a pipe is going to be a step away from crack, and so they think the way to introduce themselves is through a brownie because who doesn't like brownies? And then they blow their brains out they the first time they try to do it. way too high, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, bit, I'm a fan of people getting way too high and deciding it's not for them because I, I don't think we should all be high. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think there sure. should be some straight people. <laughs> Did you ever read that Marine Dowd uh, column she wrote for the New York Times when she tried it in Denver? No, but Dude, that, that sounds she, amazing. She ate a 100-milligram candy bar. Oh, that's just not... That's not cool. And she lost it. But then she wrote this Reefer Madness article about how bad it was. Like, yeah, we, we, uh, we can't allow this to happen. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, Nancy Grace is the same way. She's always screaming on TV about what if the children eat the marijuana cookies. And I'm like, well, you know what? There's a lot of things you have in your house that your children shouldn't get a hold of. Just be good parents and it should be fine. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention it's impossible to open a, a container of edibles and now because of that. I was in New Orleans with friends of mine who were like struggling like a 90-year-old with arthritis trying to open up, you know. They're like, what the hell? There's like nine child-proof locks on this thing. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I've said before is that I, I hate these child safety things because I, I can never find a child to open it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Benson's coming to Pittsburgh, part of the DVE Comedy Festival, and it's going to be Saturday, June 30th at 420. Tickets are on sale at 10 a.m. this morning, so make sure you get at dve.com and you don't want to miss this this is going to be a blast dog we're so psyched you're going to be a part of this man thanks so yeah, much I, it's been a minute since i've been to pittsburgh so i'm very excited that you guys uh, gave me a, a venue to come back and do the show oh you're gonna love the rex oh, yeah, man it's, it's your kind of place cool. looking forward to it we'll see you soon man thanks, thanks guys all right man central 11 it's 65 degrees at dve the news is brought to us by channel 11 news on fox 53 weeknights at 10 while scandals continue with the family of soon-to-be princess megan margle Markle, TMZ reporting that the estranged half-sister of the bride is in the hospital after a car crash in Florida described as a confrontation with the paparazzi. 
What? Samantha Grant's boyfriend told the website they were driving near a toll booth on Monday when he swerved to avoid hitting a photographer that had cut in front of them to get a picture. He said their vehicle crashed into a concrete barrier and Samantha suffered a broken ankle and a fractured knee. The news comes as Markle confirms her dad will not be attending the royal wedding. He's still recovering from a recent heart attack, so Prince Charles will instead walk Meghan down the aisle. Uh, This sister, this half-sister, was not invited to the wedding. Oh, man, I love that the trashiness of this girl's family is amazing. (laughs) It's so American. It's just, it's great. I hope they they give her a Pictures of Britain book to thumb through while she's recuperating. (laughs) There's just a waiting room of family members that didn't make the cut. (laughs) Sounds like not too many did. Sounds like she doesn't want them to be there. Yeah, that is exactly what it sounds like. You know, it's not like she's sad about this. Not invited. Yeah. Didn't, is this the sister that said that Megan was an awful person? That was the half-brother. Oh, the half-brother. The half-brother, according to whatever tabloid show was on the television when I walked by, he wrote a long letter to Prince Harry saying she's awful, she's shallow, she's a horrible person. I want all her family to show up like Cousin Eddie in, in, in the vacation <laughs> movies in an RV. With a dickie. <laughs> Some white shoes. I know how much you like mine, Clark. It would have been great if, if, if uh, Prince Harry would have reconsidered based on the merits of the letter of her half-brother. Right. Ah. I was going to do this, but... You've convinced me. Your half-brother makes some valid points here. <laughs> your character references are not good. I, I, I'm i just happy because I know it makes the queen and uh, everyone there miserable, and somehow I take great joy in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put that in your nice weird hat and smoke it. <laughs> yeah, those hats are bizarre. A lot of people are into this, Val. I talk to people who are waking up and watching it. I can't believe you're going to get up early on a Saturday to watch two people who uh, you have nothing in common with, have nothing to do with you. It's a spectacle. Watch them get married. Are there? Well, look what people did for the 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 eclipse. That's a little different. This is way less impressive than an eclipse. And it was in the middle of the day. Vitally, I don't know. It depends on what you're into. Are there way more suits fans than I reckoned with? Potentially. Yeah. I think you have to so, have special glasses on if you're going to look at Prince Harry right in the face. So according to pale. The Sun, The Sun UK uh, tabloid, the letter from the half-brother said, Dear Prince Harry, it's not too late. Meghan Markle is obviously not the right woman for you. As more time passes to your royal wedding, it becomes very clear this is the biggest mistake in royal wedding history. Oh, well, something tells me he hasn't read history. Megan's attempt to act (laughs) the part of a princess like a below-sea average Hollywood actress is getting old. Wow. Damn. Shots fired. (laughs) That's friendly fire. That's family fire. (laughs) Just straight up flamethrowing your sister. 5 a.m. tomorrow when everything begins uh, on all the networks here. If you just search Markle Dad, he uh, TMZ or somebody must have put him up to it. He's getting fitted for a tux as if he has a shot at going to oh, this wedding. No. And they sent him to... I mean, Was it, that all part of the staged? Totally. Like, that, like they told him to pick up the book. You know, pick <laughs> up that book, Pictures of Britain. That'll make it look like you're getting ready to go. The place where he is going to get his tux, you know, he, he's being measured... He's being measured by like a 15-year-old kid. It looks like they have some beach towels in the background. (laughs) 
Not well, very, I don't know where he lives. He's got. He looks like an angry Dom DeLuise. <laughs> <laughs> ah, poor guy. Oh. I saw a picture of her mom yesterday for the first time. Mm-hmm. Very pretty. Would have to be yeah, because her dad is an absolute just... Well, you don't know what he looked like 30-some years. Yeah, I do. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, you, you, you I do. see a picture. Oh, you look exactly the same. He looks like. Uh, yeah. He looks like... He looks um, like he could be in the Allman Brothers. Billy Mays. He looks like a just roadie for the Allman ate Brothers. Ate a bunch yeah. of zebra cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Where's wh- the mom? I can't find the mom now. She's having... Uh, she's meeting uh, the queen today. The mother is. Okay, so she's she's still on she's, good terms. Yeah, with she's the mom. she's in she's in London. She met Prince uh, uh, Prince Charles and Camilla the other day. And- Is the Queen so woke that uh, she won't have any reaction to having a black woman now as a related an member, an in-law of I, the royal family? I don't know. She's not woke. In fact, she's not awake. She's very old. <laughs> She's unawoke. <laughs> She's not woke. She's nap. <laughs> well, I was just wondering this the other day. It is probably safe to put romaine lettuce back on the shopping list. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention gave a reserved all clear on Wednesday. Romaine lettuce grown near Yuma, Arizona, was blamed for that E. coli outbreak that sickened more than 170 people in 32 states. The CDC says the vegetable has a shelf life of about 21 days. April 16th was the last day they picked it, so any lettuce is either past its sell-by date or it's rotting <laughs> somewhere. I'm going to stay away from the, the shopping uh, places this week because, you know, it's going to be crazy. Now that there's a, a romaine ban lift. All clear on the romaine. Everybody's going to be going in there. It's going to be like Black Friday. How many true friends do you have? You may have hundreds of quote-unquote friends on social media, but how many friends can you count on when you need them? Mm. Well, according to a new two? study, I'll tell you. Two? Okay, you're below average. The average person has five good friends that they can count on. Five? Five, that's it? That's a lot. Well, you know, like really, really good friends that if you're in a bind, you can call them and they'll help you. I think that's, that's five's pretty good. Family doesn't count? No. I don't have five people friends. I could call. If I needed something. Well, according to well, you uh, Facebook, you, you have thousands of friends. Right. Can you just call on one of them to come uh, help you out, move the couch? Nope. Bruce Bruce is here with us right now. Legendary comic who's at the improv all weekend long. We give him a round of yeah. applause because he deserves it. Well, thank you. Because he is a comedy veteran. You are a veteran. Yes, a- I am. You are. Uh, I saw mm-hmm. the tour that you had uh, recently been on. I don't know if it's still going on. Uh, and a bunch of heavy hitters with uh, Martin Lawrence. Yes, Absolutely. Jay Farrow was on there. Jay Farrow, um, Michael Blackston, mm-hmm. uh, Ricky Smiley. Michael, I'm on three different oh, tours. I'm wow. on oh, man. With, with uh, Mike Epps, and I'm on one with S'more. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, Michael Blackston was in here not long ago. So yeah. funny. He was so funny. Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, so you're an Atlanta guy. Born and raised. Now, do you watch Donald Glover's show? No. Atlanta? No. 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 <laughs> I don't even watch The Falcons, so... Uh, <laughs> I, just, no? I don't know why they give this man all this money. Donald Glover? No. Meg Ryan. With the Falcons, quarterback. Oh, oh yeah. Why oh, did they about, give him oh, that okay. money? Yeah, Matt, Matty Ice. Didn't they draft a quarterback, too? I hope so. Yeah, I think they did. I, I, mean, think they I, I like Meg Ryan, but it's, it's, it's time. It's just too much money. Yeah. They could have done better than that. Yeah. Well, now, if you don't follow so much, 
what do you follow? Are you a sports fan? Yeah, I like Green Bay. Green Bay is my team. How did you become a Green really? Bay fan? Everybody thought I was weird when I was a kid. I've been a Green Bay ever since I was a kid. Not many kids from Atlanta no, want to root for kids. Wisconsin. Not yeah. black kids. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, you stupid? I'd be like, kind of, sort of, but I like Green Bay. <laughs> I think you're single-handedly raising the diversity of that fan base. I know. And it, like, like comedians, <laughs> when I grew up, everybody thought it was crazy because I like Milton Berle. You know what? Hmm. I remember having this discussion with you before. Right. That is crazy that you are a fan of like that era of comedy yeah. and Milton Berle and those guys. That and was the guy that inspired black you. Neighborhood. I'm talking about the hood. The hood. <laughs> and you're doing where like Outcast is from? Or oh, where? absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, oh yeah. What's the neighborhood you're from? Is it not the Bush? Uh, what, the, what the heck is it the called? Bluff? Bluff. That's yeah. I knew it started with the bluff. rough. Rough is rough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. But it's in was the there Georgia. gangs and stuff like that? Oh, none of that. No, the gangs were our mothers. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> they gang up and beat you to death. You know? <laughs> it's in the Georgia Tech area. You know, if okay. you move through Georgia oh, yeah. Tech in a dome. So what they're doing now? They they just taking over, making it very nice. Yeah, change the name of the streets. So when people look up the streets, it's no crime. Oh. You have to look at the words behind the words. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it'll tell oh, you wow. all the crimes. So they're making it very nice. They're making it so expensive that you can't live there. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, what they do. Gentrification's uh, a big problem in a lot Absolutely. of different areas. But, you know, I moved out. I moved in the you know, suburb area. You know, Where are you at now? Um, Cascade area. So um, how long does it take you to get to the airport? From my house? Yeah. 10 minutes. Was that, so th- was that a key hmm. component in yes. uh, moving where yeah. you were? Yeah. yeah. I found that a lot of my friends who live down in Atlanta want to yeah. live close to the close airport. Close to the airport, you know, and then, you know, I, I live next to doctors and lawyers and judges and, yeah. you know, and so you're a comedian. They look at me like, <laughs> like one lady came, she's a real estate agent. i like for you to do some of your little jokes. At <laughs> little? Little jokes at my event. I didn't care what day it was. I was busy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You, you busy Sunday on... Yes, I'm so booked. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, because I'm not going to do my little jokes at your event. Yeah, because you're because she she wants to place you as you're like the jester of the neighborhood, right, not right. an equal. And not only that, it, it, she didn't respect what I do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your and, material's out there. She right. has no idea. Right. What and you if do. I was like a doctor or something, I'd be the man. Yeah, know? but I didn't want to be a doctor. My, my aunt, like, Bruce is going to be a lawyer. And I'm thinking to myself, no, I'm not. I'm not going to be a lawyer. <laughs> I knew this. Yeah, people don't, I don't know if people understand, uh, you're of an ilk that uh, you do a ton of dates. You've done it for a bunch of years. Like, how many mm-hmm. dates will you do this year? Oh, my God. I, I work every weekend. Only time I take off is when I take my family on vacation or something. So that is, I mean, wow. so yeah. you're doing 200 dates a year probably. Or uh, more. Or more. Yeah. He's on several tours at the mm-hmm. moment. That's uh, how do you keep up that pace after is this your like 25th year in comedy? Oh, uh, it's almost 30. Man, oh, wow. how do you keep up that pace for that? And long? I love it. I yeah. love every day of it. I love it. I couldn't see myself doing anything else but being a stripper. <laughs> but we, we know that's not going to happen right? so I stick with the comedy. <laughs> so br- the decision to go with Bruce Bruce. Yes. Why did you want to go double first name? Because it just, I didn't want to go by Big Bruce or Fat Bruce. No, right. I think Bruce Bruce is so cool. My mother used to have to call me twice anyway. Yeah. So she said, let me say it one more time. You know how your mother's, let me say it one more time. I'll tell you, it's going to be some it's gonna be some furniture moving in here. Right now. Yeah. Because, you know, black parents are different, you know. So, you know, white people, stop that. Don't do that. No, no. My mother said, stop. Then she looked. 
After the look, she's swinging. <laughs> Hit you with anything. Refrigerator, stove, uh, washing machine, hot water heater. It didn't matter. Whatever she can pick up, she going to throw it at you. She'd throw the hot water heater oh my at you. God. Strong woman. My mother was a WWE wrestler. I'm oh, yeah. telling you. I'm, my mother didn't play, man. Yeah. That little lady was amazing. Did you grow up playing sports? Yeah, and never finished nothing. Just didn't care. Just you know, quit. you know how you play sport and didn't care if you win or lose. I never took it serious. I didn't care. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I had guys on a team that was real competitive. Come on, man, we need to do that. I'm like, man, whatever. <laughs> We're not getting paid for this. <laughs> I was that kid. Whatever, because I come outside with with basketball pants on, shoulder pads, baseball cleats, football helmet. And a fireman's hat. I don't know what Ready I want to do. Right. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. Which I want to play. Whatever. Yeah. They, they say I was weird. I, I think I was. But my uncle said I was creative, but I was really crazy. So I would imagine your high school coach, like uh, they, they were trying to recruit you to play football. All the time. You're a big fella. I had a, I had a coach say, son, are you going to be a fool your whole entire life? I said, yes, sir. <laughs> because I didn't, I, hope so. I didn't care. Like, like I never was. I had fun. So mm-hmm. I had more fun in school than I ever had in my life. So, when did you start doing comedy? Oh, man. When I got out of school. But I didn't start until after the marriage where my first wife said, you're never making. I'm like, really? Ah. And that's when I took it up. I took very serious. Uh, nothing quite like the uh, the inspiration right. from from somebody who you can't stand doubting you. Oh my God, I couldn't stand her. Jeez, <laughs> I don't know how we stay married that long. You know what I'm saying? But we have three kids. And, and, <laughs> oh, wow, so you, you stay with two boys and a girl. Yes. You know, you got 27 months in it. Yeah, least. yeah, yeah. yeah. We got three kids, so <laughs> something worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So, how old are your kids? Well, my oldest will be 38 this year. Oh man, oh, yeah, and my. Uh, Baby boy is thirty four, and my daughter is thirty two. Good lord! Yeah. All right. So they are now. Are you a grandfather? Yes, ten grandkids. Holy cow! Wow. Ten. They call you Grandpa Bruce. No, Bruce? no, no. They, well, they, my nickname to them is Duty. So all them, I call all them Duty. I say Duty. Yeah. All them turn around. Uh, what? But they cool kids. They're the coolest yeah. kids I've ever met in my life. Yeah. I love kids. So. How many different uh, like? Handheld uh, computer device things oh uh, are there for every oh. family function. <laughs> Let me tell you, all of them. The one is twelve. He's super duper smart. So he, he turned twelve April fifth. Mm-hmm. So I said, "What do you want for your birthday?" He said, "I want the new iPad." So we get there. He knows exactly what he wants. We get to the Apple Store. This one. He does music, and he's like, "I like this one." So I said, "You want me to help you set it up?" He like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> he set it up. He's twelve. He takes seventy words a minute. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Is that crazy? Yeah. He's like, got his own password. I said, you okay? Oh, yeah, it's cool. Got it set up. He's ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, this generation, this generation of kids, I have a seven-year-old daughter. Her ability to navigate technology, no one's teaching them either. No. They just pick it up. They just know. And and screw with it, and then all of a sudden, all your settings are like Like his sister, his sister is almost two. So they give her the Mm -hmm. phone. And they got this guy, I think, is very creative. He do the ABCs. And he go like, A, B. So she's like, C, D. She's all with it. Right. She knows how to set it up and everything. Numbers, everything. And how old is she? She's almost two. She'll be two in, well, 
26 of this money should be. See, done. that's crazy. But there is this fine line between, you know, parents want their kids to have the same sort of upbringing that they did because they think that what they're doing now must be unhealthy if it's not what they did. You know, they, they always uh, romanticize. You know, we would play outside. You know, we play with a wiffle ball bat oh, yeah. and a broken wiffle ball for yeah. seven hours until they, you know, the, they turn the street lights on and then we'd go in, but we wouldn't go in before that. And uh, That's because we didn't have iPads. Right. Because you didn't have a choice. Yeah. Right. My mother yeah. said, you stand inside, you're going out. Which one? Now, don't run in and out the house. Right. My mother didn't play that, you know. Yeah, but every job these kids get now rely on them understanding computer interface the way it's designed. So, like, they're actually becoming adept at what they're going to need to be uh, utilizing on a daily basis in the future. It's amazing. And, you know, if you make your kid go out and play wiffle ball all the time, it'll be like, I don't know how to work that, but uh, you want to play home run derby? (laughs) Well, see, I'm old school. So, you know, my granddad, I mean, he would hit you just... Look at him wrong, you know. What you looking at? You looking at me? I mean, look somewhere else. So you got to like look off. <laughs> because he look, he's old school. Like yeah. I mean, and then he's like Stallone on like, set. Like my, yeah, like you, my uncle, he, you know, in the South, you still got beat when you was twenty two, twenty three. It didn't matter. <laughs> it, it didn't matter. Never too old for. I mean, let me tell you, I saw my uncle go in the army, get out of the army, and my granddaddy beat him down. He was in uniform. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. That man didn't play. He was crazy. But it's old school. Now it's different. You just got to, it's a different strategy you have to use with kids now. You know, you hit a child and you're going to jail. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right at the house. Right. I told my mother one time I was going to call the police on her. She said, I go to the phone. I was scared to take the phone. <laughs> there it call is, him, right there. Call him, right? Call him. Sure. I'm like, she is crazy for real. <laughs> I was scared to touch the phone. I didn't touch that phone. Bruce Bruce is at the improv this weekend. Pick up your phone and call 412-462-5233 or get on that computer, improv.com, get your tickets, and Bruce and his legion of fans will be out there this weekend. Continued success to you, my friend. It's Thank good you. to see you again. It's good and to see you, uh, you are a pro's pro. Thank you, you know, man. for the for those who uh, are uh, comedy aficionados, no doubt everybody knows uh, your uh, comedic abilities, man. And it, you, it's uh, always a pleasure to see you. Have a great weekend in the Berg. Thank you, guys. Okay, man. All I'll right. see you. Yes. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuit has got your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Sports is brought to you by Sports Clips 5-4. to four. The Pirates beat the Padres last night at PNC Park. That makes it... Eight of nine for the Pirates, nine of 11 for the Pirates, and 14 of the last 20 for the Pirates. They are also five and one amid a stretch of schedule that will see them play 15 of 18 games at PNC Park. And all of that has added up to a 26 and 17 overall record. That's a season high. Nine games over 500. The Pirates are a half game ahead of the Brewers. For first place in the NL Central Division, they lead the Cardinals by two games and the fourth place Cubs by two and a half games. It's getting interesting. Look, they keep winning. They're beating the bad teams. I uh, saw so Sean's dad tweeted out that the, the combined record of the teams that they played so far have uh, just sub-500 record. But, like, beating the bad teams is better than losing to them. That's what good teams do, isn't it? Yep. We thought we were one of the bad teams. Yeah. When you beat the bad teams and split with the good teams, then you end up pretty good. And, Mike, we were talking off air. This team is incredibly likable, almost at every position. They've got uh, some intriguing characters running out there every night and some guys with some potential, some, some guys who are establishing themselves, some guys who are in the process of doing that, and uh, the likable uh, you got to start with Cervelli, right? Just 
what starts a, what, right there. What a charismatic character he is. And uh, he is healthy, staying healthy, at least for the time being, and uh, hitting the ball. Um, it's an interesting team. We'll see how long it stays that way. But right now, it is an interesting team. I don't know that Love we... Dickerson, love Moran, love Jay Hay, Mercer, every position. You don't necessarily have to predict what's going to be happening by August and September to enjoy what's going on now. No, they're the, having a blast. The, the games are the games. And uh, it's going to be interesting down there tonight as well. The Pirates announced last night their intention to recall outfielder Austin Meadows from AAA Indianapolis today. He is, of course, the former ninth overall selection in the 2013 draft. He went 3-for-5 as the DH for AAA Indy last night in a 6-0 victory over Norfolk. He's hitting two ninety four on the season with 10 doubles, one home run, 15 RBI, 20 runs scored, and eight stolen bases. Uh, Sean Rodriguez was in center field for the second consecutive game last night. I would assume when you bring up a prospect with uh, Meadows pedigree, you're not doing it to have him sit on the bench. No. I mean, I read last night that they only expect him to come up for a little bit, spell Marte while he uh, rehabilitates, and then, you know. then maybe go back. Maybe not. Yeah. We shall see. Uh, be an interesting night uh, in Indianapolis as well, actually, in Durham, North Carolina. Joe Musgrove is going to make his fourth rehab start with the AAA Indianapolis. They are at Durham. Hope he doesn't hold the ball like an egg because they'll scramble it. Guy hits uh, hits the ball if you don't throw it the right way. Gets a Doing free, a Durham gets a free stake. Yeah. That's maybe the one position, Mike, where I just can't see how they're going to put it together for a full season. Sometimes you see the ball sail out of dorm, you think anything it travels that far, I'll have a damn stewardess right, on it. Okay. <laughs> Musgrove uh, is one and one with a two point one three ERA in three minor league rehab uh, assignments. He's pitched one game in Class A, one in Double A, one in Triple A. He's gone uh, a combined twelve and two thirds innings with 12 strikeouts and no walks over that span. So maybe there's uh, help coming for that rotation, Bill. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe. We shall see. Crazy game uh, last night in Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Final between the Caps and the Lightning. The Caps dominant at times and seemingly in control throughout, and they found a way to lose 4-2. Victor Hedman uh, of the Lightning uh, saw his point streak snapped. The big defenseman went scoreless, but uh, the Lightning got another power play goal. That's three for six in the last two games. They held the Caps to 0 for 4 with the man advantage. Washington 0 for 7 in losing two home games as the series uh, was tied 2-2 by Tampa. And uh, the deciding goal, Alex Kalorn at 11:57 of the third period. Washington, huge advantages in shots on goal, shots attempts, and scoring chances, but Andre Vasilevsky, remarkable repeatedly in that Tampa net. That series is tied at two games apiece. And the Lightning now have uh, taken back home ice advantage in what has become a best of three. Vegas is hosting Winnipeg in game four out west tonight. The Golden Knights have a two games to one series lead. And in the World Hockey Championships in Denmark, Team USA beat the Czech Republic three to two in the quarterfinals and has advanced to the semis on Saturday against Sweden. Sweden was a 3-2 winner over Latvia. Also, uh, Canada beat Russia 5-4 in overtime. And Finland was upset 
by Switzerland 3-2. to two. The other uh, semifinal matchup is Canada against Switzerland. Those two games are Saturday. Uh, the two Saturday losers play Sunday morning for the bronze, and the two winners play Saturday afternoon for the gold. Steam USA is fun to watch. Benino, 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 Benino. He had a great assist yesterday on the one goal not scored by Patrick Kane. Uh, he set up his uh, high school buddy Cam Atkinson from Columbus. Maybe we need to play I Need Benino to help the spur the USA team to a win. No, that's I right. think that song needs to go to to bed. That that one needs what? To, yeah, that's crazy talk. He doesn't play for us anymore. He does play for us. He's playing for us now. Yeah, he's playing for all of us. He now. plays for all yeah, of us. Yeah, Randy. It's a fun tournament. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I get the gesture what was you're that making. Motion? A lot of people uh, look Dump at it that it. way. But again, are are you a fan of a team or a fan of a sport? Because if you like hockey, or a guy. <laughs> this this is really good hockey. It's uh, NHL players for the most part playing with something at stake, and they're playing on the big ice. I've watched seven of Team USA's eight games. You know what I haven't seen yet? A headshot. You know what I am seeing? Penalties called in the third period. Penalties called when one team is already killing a penalty. These international refs have this screwy idea that if there's a penalty committed, it gets called. And the bigger ice, that all the talk from the NHL about player safety and wanting to take headshots out of the game, all they have to do is play on an Olympic rink, and that would solve 90% of those problems. But they're never going to do that because they'd be taking out Right. Too many really expensive seats that are revenue generated. Well, I was just going to ask you, why don't they do that? Yeah. I, I've never heard of a sport that doesn't have a unified playing surface. Well, baseball, like a baseball. universal. Well, I'm, I, you know what I mean, though. He never heard of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, What is this baseball of which you speak? You can put a hill out there if you feel like it. <laughs> sure, yeah, True. I mean, in baseball, yeah, you can, you can have a train going through the outfield. <laughs> there can be actual tracks. I hadn't uh, thought that one through. Yeah. <laughs> Big bull behind the right field fence. Exactly, yeah. The tail moves. Waterfall. Smoke, up, smoke comes out of its Win mouth. a steak. Val has news top of the hour. The <laughs> oldest woman alive hates her life, and we'll talk about whether or not you're making underwear mistakes. Yeah, you know, candlesticks always make a nice gift. You can find out where she's registered. Okay, let's get to. When we come back, <laughs> Sean Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine reviews Deadpool 2 here on the DVE Morning Show. Big weekend coming up for a lot of reasons, but Bill, uh, one of the big reasons I'm really looking forward to Sunday is Sunday night. The Billboard Music Awards this Sunday on NBC. Yeah, I like this particular award show because it's a, it's a little bit of a poo-poo platter of genres. You get to sample all the popular music that all the kids are listening to, and I like to put a face to all the songs that are stuck in my head. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson appreciates that about the Billboard Music Awards as well. The thing I love about Billboard Music Awards is it's so inclusive of so many different genres. I mean, there's just so many different charts out there. And it's cool to see not only country, but seeing pop, seeing R&B, seeing hip-hop. And then you see these collaborations you never thought would happen. Pretty stoked about salt and Pepper and In Vogue coming. Super excited about Janet Jackson. I mean, I feel like since I'm hosting, I should get to meet her. But whatever, I'm just putting it out there. Just saying. Yeah, you don't just get to see and hear and experience different styles. You get to see, hear, and experience big names bringing it. Uh, some other people involved in this Florida-Georgia line, Ed Sheeran, Bruno Mars, Drake, John Legend, the Imagine Dragons. But there literally is something for everybody. And you know what? My girls are now old enough where they can kind of stay up to watch it, and they love all the female artists that are going to be in this award show. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson likes that too. 
I always am very excited. I hate to be so female about it, but I do love female performers. So I'm pretty stoked about Demi and Christina and Ariana. Although I am a fan of Macklemore, I'm excited about that too. J-Lo, I've always been a big fan of, not only musically, but personally. She's just a nice person. So I love that. Yeah, this is uh, absolutely uh, the biggest names uh, sharing the biggest stage on music's biggest night. Live from Las Vegas. It truly is an all-star music event of the year. The Billboard Music Awards hosted by Kelly Clarkson this Sunday on NBC. It's the DVE Morning Show. Sean Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine here to review this weekend's top movies. The big one, of course. Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. Because the first one of these made so much money. The original Mm -hmm. Deadpool from 2016 is the second highest grossing R-rated film ever made. Behind only The Passion of the Christ. Which is really a shame that it ended there because I was waiting for the Deadpool is bigger than Jesus billboards. Yes, (laughs) that would have been great. Had they claimed the record. By the way, great opportunity for a mashup there. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that would go very, very well. In fact, there's a tie-in. We'll get to it in a minute. But uh, with that, uh, with making that much money, there was definitely going to be a sequel. We have a sequel. There are marginally more X-Men characters. Deadpool's technically in the X-Men universe. More violence. Way more fourth wall-breaking punchlines delivered straight to the audience. If Deadpool talked to the camera anymore, this would be an episode of The Office. The audience <laughs> is a character in this movie. There's a new bad guy, Cable. Cable is played by Josh Brolin. Which, by the way, Josh Brolin also playing Thanos in Avengers Infinity War, which will mean that this weekend, Josh Brolin plays the villain in the number one and number two movies at the box office. The go-to bad guy. That is probably a record no one is going to hit. Unless, and he's not a young guy. No. No, he's not a young Hollywood actor. Unless DC releases three Batman movies the same weekend. <laughs> and they are dumb enough to do that, so... I'm not happy I gave them the idea. Deadpool gets some new recruits together to fight Cable. It's a good time. The question is, how well does it hold up against the original? It holds up just well enough. It is a little less on point than the original. If it was any worse than it is, you might be like, ah, it's a disappointment. But it, it gets there. It just gets there. It goes a little bit darker than I might have liked. You know, it's it's serious for a while, which, fine, I get that you're trying to tell a story, but these are fundamentally parodies. They're spoofs. No one wanted a dark middle act of naked gun. I don't know about the <laughs> choice to make it a little bit more serious. Other than that, it's entertaining. It's very funny. The jokes work. And that's fundamentally all it really needed. Is T.J. Miller in this one? He is. And the people I saw it with went, you know, they they skipped the opportunity to make a joke about T.J. Miller. And I imagine when they decided, all right, we're keeping him in, they couldn't, you know, go there, except I was, I I know in a Deadpool movie, I'm looking for the little Easter eggs, right? And there's a scene uh, with like a news report and the news report has a tiny crawl at the bottom. And I look down at the crawl and it says, breaking, Christopher Plummer turns down role in Deadpool 2. Oh, oh, that's so like, wow. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's it. You acknowledged it. <laughs> that's it. You went there. Good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why he's still getting work. The confusing thing was Ready Player One, he was still in, and it was a voice role. They could have replaced him in a long day of work. He gave some crazy Isn't... interviews about that movie, too, about working with Spielberg. I mean, yeah. I really think he's not well. Isn't no. he snot in a commercial? 
Mucinex. That, yeah. That's it, yeah. Mucinex. He's a, he's a booger. The voice of the mucus. And boy, don't you just want that on your resume. That's how you know you've made it, when you're the voice of mucus. The guy has an role. incredible career, though. And just in terms of all the stuff he was able to, to get cast in? Yeah, he really, he really screwed it up. He's been in a ton of stuff. I would, despite his presence, I would recommend Deadpool 2. Just because this keeps happening, though, for all of the semi-negligent parents that might be listening, your kids cannot see this movie. It is a hard R, extremely and graphically violent, unflinchingly vulgar, sexually explicit. If you send your kids to see Deadpool, it is not Hollywood's fault for making an R-rated movie. It is your fault for not looking it up beforehand. Right. And I don't know. I always say that, but this is kind of a self-correcting problem because then the kids turn into vulgar brats and the parents get embarrassed by their kids. That problem kind of takes care of itself over time. They deserve it. Also in theaters, in perhaps the most stark example of counter-programming imaginable, a documentary about the Pope. Also out this weekend. Mm. Double feature that one in Deadpool. I want to know how that works out for you. That'd be a fun day. Pope Francis, a man of his word. Uh, directed by film snob favorite Vim Vendors. Very intimate portrait of the cool Pope. And by the way, we keep saying that. I want to clarify, he's cool by Pope standards. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like a funny athlete. It's the pirates are having a good season for the pirates. He's the cool-er Pope. He's not like a Pope that listens to Cardi B, all right? <laughs> but if you're a... If he did a blessing and then said, oh, cool. Yeah, then, like, then it's the what cool Pope. Yeah. Uh, if you're a Catholic, if you are just all about being a Catholic, it'll be a good experience for you. I, honestly, I was kind of bored. It is just a lot of the Pope talking. And he's, he's saying good things. I like what he has to say, but it, it, it's, it does not do much for me generally. If you are a big papal fan, a diehard papist, 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 you'll enjoy it. Otherwise, nothing to run out and see. Finally, if you're staying home, new on Netflix today, an excellent zombie movie called Cargo. It's an Australian movie. It stars Martin Freeman, recently of Black Panther. Of course, the star of the British version of The Office. He uh, uh, and his wife and infant daughter are trying to survive a zombie outbreak. That's a nice thing about zombie movies. You don't have to work too hard on the plot. What's the plot? There are zombies. We need to deal with that now. And we're going to see how it works out for these guys. It did not go where I expected. Really moved along very nicely. Compelling. If you are staying in, this is kind of the perfect Netflix movie. You're going to enjoy it. Cargo. But Deadpool 2, worth seeing as well. Sean Collier, Pittsburgh Magazine. Central 11. It's 67 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by BobbyRayHall.com. Crews are starting to rebuild on Route 30, that retaining wall that collapsed during an early April landslide north for sales. PennDOT officials say they couldn't begin until about 35,000 cubic yards of debris was removed from the site and the steel beam. Uh, it's arrived for the reconstruction. Officials say the road's reopening date is dependent on the progress of the wall, but repair crews do have a very aggressive schedule planned. Bill Gates, a gazillionaire, Bill Gates says President Trump doesn't really have a very strong grasp on basic medical knowledge. MSNBC was able to obtain a copy of a talk that Gates recently gave for his foundation. He wanted to know if there was a difference between HIV and HPV. So I was able to uh, explain that those are rarely confused with each other. Uh, <laughs> that is hilarious. Now, of course, the president knows the difference between the two of them, and it's about $150,000 to $200,000 in payoff. <laughs> the Microsoft billionaire made those comments earlier this week during a meeting of the bill 
and Melinda Gates Foundation. Gates said he met with Trump on two occasions after the election, once at Trump Tower and then once also at the White House. And on both occasions, Trump asked him if human immune deficiency virus was the same as human papillomavirus. <laughs> Gates said, uh, as he mentioned, the two are rarely confused. Now, what's uh, HGTV? What is that? <laughs> I hope this prompts the president to brag about how much he knows about AIDS. <laughs> I know HPV and HIV. Believe me, nobody more knows anyone. more about HIV than me. <laughs> and that's why I've hired Charlie Sheen to be <laughs> the HIV czar. <laughs> well, the oldest uh. woman on earth hates being alive this is uh, this is proof positive of your theory the oldest person alive is the most miserable person yeah. alive chechen born <laughs> koku istam istambulova claims to be 128 years old what she claims to be like she claims. there wasn't birth certificates well, back then she, well, all her like records Chechnya. all her records were lost during a chechen war yeah there's so been a they, lot of them they can't verify they just have to take her word for it. Officially, the oldest person is 117 years old, uh, and that is Kayo Miyako. So that is official. Uh, she recently told the Daily Mail, quote, I have not had a single happy day in my life. <laughs> I've always worked hard digging in the garden. I am tired, end quote. And, you know, they always ask the oldest person, well, what is the secret to your your long life? She said it's nothing she's done. She considers her long life a punishment from God. (laughs) (laughs) She says she's not living. She's just dragging through. She also says she wishes she had died when she was young. Oh, wow. This is when is she coming to speak? Because I got to go see her live. (laughs) Uh, The picture of her. She does not look 128. No, I give her that. she, looks, she looks good for her age. Right. Yeah, this is your kindred spirit. She looks no older <laughs> than 101. How how do you hang? How do you how do you live a long life? Anger the Almighty, so that you may be punished. I've been punished. Maybe she should have gone. Maybe they could have given a bogo for her and the 104 year old guy that went to Sweden or wherever he went. Oh, the guy that cashed out early. Yeah. What was he listening to? Oh, Ode to Joy. Yeah. If they just got together in the same room, one of them would probably get HPV, PPV, <laughs> whatever it is. They might as well it. fight to the death. You know, it went, let's make a pay-per-view out of it. I think one punch will do it. <laughs> what do you mean? First one to get, get a one, good in, one in, and it's over. Trip on the bottom rope, that's it. Charges are being filed in Alaska against a woman who police say was caught driving a stolen car during a click-it-or-ticket stop. So... Car thieves, always make sure to wear your seatbelt. Yeah, seat the Anchorage on. Police Department says Kaylin Spindler was pulled over recently at an intersection for not wearing her seatbelt, but they soon discovered the 2012 Lexus that she was driving had been reported stolen several weeks before. The 28-year-old was promptly taken into custody and faces charges that include vehicle theft, driving without a valid license, and driving a vehicle without a front plate. She was also slapped for a ticket uh, for not wearing a seatbelt, too, so... Are you making underwear mistakes? I bet I Probably. bet you, I bet I you are. Yeah. I bet you are. Not wearing cotton. Huge mistake. Your silk drawers. I wear nothing but tweed. Is that bad? <laughs> Burlap. <laughs> silk and synthetics don't breathe like cotton, so it is a breeding ground for bacteria. Oh, it's a fungus rag. <laughs> <laughs> a silky fungus oh. rag. Wearing the wrong size. 
Too big, they're saggy and messy. Too tight, causes chafing and irritation. Too tight. Who's... I got these extra smalls. <laughs> I don't know why. And this it's my is my dream weight. This is a biggie wearing underwear to bed. Got to air it out at night. It says don't wear out. Don't wear underwear to bed. Yeah, try telling your wife that. Got to air it out at night, honey. Make room. Try, try telling your friend that when you crash on their couch. <laughs> Dude, I got to air it out. Sorry, Derek. It's good for my health. Uh, putting them in the dryer. The heat in the dryer breaks down the fabric so the elastic wears out faster, so it's better to air dry them. No, just hang them on a line in the backyard. Your neighbors will love that. Yeah. Just got to air them out. Boxer briefs flapping in the breeze. Always air them out. And uh, not buying new underwear, another big mistake. A recent study found you should be throwing out your underwear and buying new underwear about once a year. Oh. That's just crazy talk. They say it's because bacteria like E. coli can build up even if you wash them regularly regularly, and it can cause infection. I wash mine with bleach. Yeah. I do socks and underwear with bleach. I figure it gives you a fighting chance to keep those things alive without... Well, that's why I would think, too, drying them in the dryer would help. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like high heat. Hmm. So take care of your drawers. I've been trying. i got to go buy a whole new batch, apparently. (laughs) I don't think I have any that are under a year old. That's crazy. I mean, it's crazy that they say you should get new underwear every year. Don't. Whatever you do... Buy silk. Buy underwear off the internet. You know how you get targeted by these clo- like clothes manufacturers that yes. like they check out your demographic and then they start sending you different clothes to wear and then every once in a while I'll be like here's the newest underwear that it's, everybody these are the most comfortable underwear in the world. The First range. of all, I did that. They're like eighteen dollars a pair. You know, <laughs> I got like three of them. I'm like, what the, the co- company that advertises on a lot of podcasts, perhaps? No, not MeUndies, but no. it was but MeUndies. Yeah, MeUndies. The undies. Me undies. Me undies. Yeah, it wasn't that. I don't remember what it was called. But what ended up happening was every time I open up Spotify, uh, not Spotify, but uh, like Instagram or Facebook or go on any page, really, I'm barraged with underwear ads now. It's like nonstop <laughs> underwear being thrown at me. I guess you've been Because I bought underwear. underwear like five months ago. It's like I always wanted underwear to be thrown at me, but not like this. <laughs> Like dudes modeling underwear, looking like, like non Brett Ernst is modeling D- yeah, underwear exactly. for you. Google it. Google it right now. By the way, you did watch the first two episodes of Cobra Kai, oh, right? That's so good. Isn't it awesome? It's, I haven't seen it yet. It oh. is amazing. I feel so bad for Johnny now. I, that's the point. Johnny is down on his luck. Yeah. That's the whole point. You're supposed to feel bad for Johnny. You're supposed to root for Johnny in this one. I just I, right now. I don't know how to feel these feelings. I've always I'm a Larusa guy. I know, but it's and easy. now I can't stand Larusa. It's easy to hate him right away. Can't stand Ralphie Ralphie Macchio from the get go in this one. It's on YouTube. Highly recommend it. Cobra Kai the series. Today is the first anniversary of Chris Cornell's death. He hung himself in his Detroit hotel room in the early hours of May 18th last year. Cornell's widow, Vicki, will hold a public memorial for him today at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery at 7 p.m. Vicki in the news this week claiming Detroit officials botched their investigation into his death by saying that prescription drugs he was taking were partly to blame for his suicide. 
She says drugs did not even contribute to the cause of death, and the report is completely misleading and has now led to conspiracy theories that Cornell was murdered. Vicki Cornell has used her husband's death to set up organizations that can help others. The Addiction Resource Center provides a self-assessment tool about addiction and provides a database of local treatment resources. And the Chris Cornell Music Therapy Program at Childhaven in Seattle helps kids up to five years old and their families overcome the effects of trauma from abuse, neglect, domestic violence, chemical dependency, and more. And finally, the two-day finale of the rebooted American Idol airs Sunday and Monday on ABC. Sunday, the top three finalists, Caleb Lee Hutchinson, Maddie Poppy, and Gabby Barrett. Yeah. Munhall's own all will be singing. They're not the only people taking the mic, though. The three judges, Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and Luke Bryan, will also be performing, along with Patti LaBelle, Darius Rucker, Gary Clark Jr., Yolanda Adams, and others. For some reason, Kermit the Frog is making an appearance on the show. Whoa. Luke Bryan and, and Kermit the Frog are going to be in the same room at the same time? <laughs> the top I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> the top ten finalists will be taking the stage as well. The uh, show will feature hometown visits for the three finalists. Uh, Gabby was in town on Tuesday night. She performed at Rivers Casino, and she threw out the first, first pitch at the Pirates game. And oh, so yeah, that'll she's all been be, all over town. Yeah, that'll all be featured she's on the show. Furious. Oh, yeah, I saw that picture, too. Uh, Monday night, the winner will be revealed. I liked it when she came back in town and she's like, take me to Fiori's. Come on. I got to get a slice. Got to go to Fiori's. Spotty showers, low 70s for the high today. It's 65 at DV. It's the DV Morning Show, and right now uh, in the uh, the uh, Permanis DVE Coffee House on the Point Park University stage, Dan Boobin and the Delta Struts, Dan, Mark, Sean, and Christian, Joining us live. What's going on, fellas? How are you? Good. How are you guys? Dan, you got a, a show tomorrow at Nar- Narcissi Winery. Yes. And yes. then at Nolan Square, you're doing double duty tomorrow. Double duty. Yes, sir. That's a great little space out there, Narcissi oh. Winery. It is yeah, cool. it's a real nice place. Yeah, it's nice. It is. And love it out there. So you'll be there from 2 to 5? Yes. And then in Market Square, at Nolan Square, which is a, a really cool uh, uh, fun bar, restaurant, oh, nice. 8 o'clock. Yep. All right, man. Cool. Well, what are we going to hear right now? You know a song called Shake That Thing. Shake That Thing. It's Dan Boomin and the Delta Struts on DVE.
Mike Pursuit has got your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. What's up, man? Sports are brought to you by Caseta by Lutron. Smart lighting controls. Yvonne Nova scheduled to get the ball for the Pirates tonight in Game 2 against San Diego. Nova, 2-3 and three with a 5.01 ERA. He'll be opposed by Tyler Ross, 2-3, and three, 3.40. Here's a thought. Hmm? Nova hasn't been particularly effective this year as the 2-3 and three record and 5.01 ERA would suggest. His last time out, the Pirates lost 5 nothing to the Giants on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Nova gave up four earned runs in five and two-thirds innings. Nova's last win was April the 15th against the Marlins. Mm-hmm. What if he starts doing better? As he has, for the most part, been. About 10,000, 11,000 more people will show since up. Since the Pirates <laughs> acquired him. What if Gregory Polanco starts hitting better than 228? Then Mark Madden will lift his boycott. What if Josh Harrison comes back and is, I don't know, Josh Harrison? Uh, it's too much to uh, contemplate right now, Mike. It might be. Too much to contemplate. 26 and 17, and they're not maxed out. They're not, it's not, not at all. It, it's not like, oh, God, they can't possibly keep this pace up. But in a lot of ways, it, it might have been good that this season started with the sort of cloud over it from the fans' perspective directed at ownership because as this lineup changed a little bit, Clint Hurdle, A, could play the, hey, it's 
It's us against the world. We're out there. It's just for you us. You could actually play that you know? legitimately yeah. because it is. And right. the expectations Even right here in Pittsburgh. are so right. right. It's not just Pittsburgh against the world. It's yeah. that clubhouse against Nobody the world. Nobody thinks you guys are going to be crap. So that's one you know, angle he could play. But the other thing, it just gave them time to get their footing without having to have like an intense no pressure, spotlight man. under No it. expectations, no pressure. No, nope. the bar was so low, it's on the ground. Yeah. And everybody's Nobody playing the Penguins. So, all right. So they made hay while the sun was shining. That's good. So, 11,404 in attendance for last night's 5-4 win over San Diego. That up the record to 26-17. and 17. Bucks are a half game ahead of Milwaukee. Two up on St. Louis and two and a half ahead of the Cubs in the NL Central Division. Should be an interesting arrival at PNC Park tonight as well. The team announced last night that it intended to recall outfielder Austin Meadows from AAA Indianapolis. That sounds like a place where you put your grandpa. <laughs> Austin Meadows? Yeah. It does. It's beautiful location. Tranquil. We have to t- move grandpa into Austin Meadows. You have a really good flank state. Yes. Rolling greens. <laughs> Meadows uh, was hitting 294 in AAA, 10 doubles, one homer, 15 RBI, 20 runs, 20 runs scored, and eight steals for the former ninth overall pick in 2013. I don't think he's coming up to watch Sean Rodriguez play center field. Maybe he is. I don't know. That's up to to Clint Hurdle. Josh Harrison, uh, second game with double-A Altoona in his rehab assignment last night, went one for five and struck out a couple of times. The Altoona curve beat Portland, excuse me, lost to Portland 12 to nine. And Joe Musgrove is scheduled to make his fourth rehab start tonight at Durham. This will be his second for Indy. He has already pitched in AAA and AAA as he attempts to work his way into the Pirates picture. It's another guy that maybe will help them be better than they've been. That possibility exists. Lightning got things evened up with the Caps last night in Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Final. 4-2 to two Tampa. The Capitals outplayed the Lightning for long stretches and uh, convincingly so at times, but Andre Vasilevsky made sure that uh, Tampa Bay was able to even that series. He had a phenomenal night in goal for the Lightning. Vegas hosts Winnipeg tonight in Game 4 of the Western Conference Final. The Golden Knights lead that series Two games to one. At the World Hockey Championships yesterday in Denmark, the U.S. beat the Czechs 3-2 to two to advance to the semifinals. Team USA got a couple of goals from Patrick Kane and uh, an interesting strategic adjustment. You guys heard me talking about how well David Krejci and David Pasternak had been doing for the Czechs since they got there after the Bruins mm-hmm. elimination. Uh, Team USA monkeyed around a little bit with the lines and came up with a third line of Dylan Larkin, Chris Kreider, and Anders Lee, and those were the anti-pastor Nekreitchi guys. They kind of matched them up, and it worked. Of course, those things always work better when Patrick Kane scores two spectacular goals, as he did yesterday. It's the U.S. uh, against the world. Sweden on Saturday, and uh, Canada beat Russia in overtime. Canada takes on Switzerland, which upset Finland. They may find a way to win. They have to. We have to find a way to make them. For them lose. not to win. <laughs> got to keep. Got to keep Hornquist from getting in the net. <laughs> Good luck. Now that, that that's the case, whether you're playing in Denver or Denmark. I wonder if he does that. It just 
everywhere in his life. He just gets in front of people and stands right in front of them. They can't push him out of there. Sir, you can't be here. Like he goes to the ATM and just stands there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'd like to get some. No, no, no. can't move uh-uh. me out of here. Yeah, he'd be a tough guy to go to a buffet with. <laughs> I'm going to deflect your ATM card on the way in. Well, good guy to have on your side. You didn't want the other people to get the buffet. That's true. Hey, box out the meatballs till I get over there. <laughs> I'm going to go to the dirty areas. How do you how do you razz the Swedes in the USA versus Sweden match? That's a great question. They, Those aren't even your meatballs. The uh, Your fish suck. The stereotype in the uh, NHL back in the uh, rough and tumble days used to be chicken Swede because they didn't fight. Mm. Now really nobody fights, so I don't know if that... Chicken Swede. Yeah. Yeah, that's... People used to... They were thrown under that blanket. Swedish chicken? Or they'd say chicken Swede? Chicken Swede, like you're a... Was. I like chicken feed, like chicken sweet. Chicken sweet. No, chicken poop. Huh? Hmm? Is that what you meant? Like they're chicken poop? No, I like that they're just... They're Swedes, and they're, they're chicken. They're not rough. Maybe. Right, like not poop, another word for poop. No. Chick- like you're a chicken... Bleep. Yeah, probably that, that was the derivative, probably. <laughs> All right, this probably is fascinating, ta- but I do this have out. to go to a commercial <laughs> break. This is world hockey at its <laughs> yeah, finest. I, uh... USA. Unfortunately, have to break up this riveting conversation. Kane is able to attend to our sponsors. It is the DVE Morning Show. Did you know that McDonald's has a secret menu? No. No. They have a secret menu where you can order these items that you never knew existed. First one, a cheap Big Mac. A cheap? Yep. You can order a McDouble with special sauce. Excuse me, it seems you've overcharged me. I, I wanted the cheap Big Mac. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, the only thing that your fake Big Mac won't have is the third bun. And I don't want to buy a bootleg bun. Big Mac. That's and, just me. And the almost $4 price tag. Also, uh, you can order a veggie Mac. Why? Oh. I mean, it doesn't have burger patties. What's veggie the point? Patty? It's like going to Kennywood and doing your taxes. You can get a grilled cheese there. Did you know that? <laughs> No. I didn't know that. Yeah. I want that. Yeah, they would they, they do it with the uh burger bread. Can you get two grilled cheeses with Big Mac? You meat say in between? here's how you get a grilled cheese. I'll have a cheeseburger, hold the burger. You're gonna get three cold buns and two slices of cheese. <laughs> you can get a monster mac. All right. It serves uh Oh, geez. For the hungriest appetites, the Monster Mac satisfies serious cravings with eight or more burger patties instead of the Big Mac's usual two. Wow. These enormous sandwiches don't come cheap, and they aren't light on calories. I would imagine it's 1,600. It's double yeah. of a Big Mac, right? I'd but like they'll to most f- likely oh tie you over, yeah. I'd Challenge like to, accepted. I'd like to follow that person around for the rest of the day. What's that oh, called? Monster it, Mac? It, it Monster won't Mac. be hard. They're not going far. The Monster, Monster Mac. Mac inside me. Also, you can add an egg to stuff. Did you know that? What's that? <laughs> they have an all-day breakfast menu now, so you can, yeah. put, you can add an egg to any burger you want. Mm. So you can get a burger, cheeseburger with an egg. Not into the egg on other food. I am. No, Dude, a permanis, like cap and egg? Yeah, nope. I like it. I don't, not into it. Bring it. I just want them to cook it there. If they pull an egg out of a, a drawer, I, 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 I get a little skeptical. Val, you like chicken and waffles? No. All right, well, a lot of people do. And you can order a McGriddle <laughs> Too much. with chicken on it. McGriddle. 
Yeah, well, the breakfast. That's like a yeah. That's I like that. Yeah, that's like Sweet a breakfast biscuit type of thing. I like that. You can uh, if you're a big fan of the Big Mac special sauce, you can get that with your French fries. Oh no! I no upcharge. I did a thing at, at the McDonald's over in West Liberty Avenue where they they released like the Big Mac sauce for a limited time. It was like one that's day only. Right. There were lot people that. were lined up hours before. How many more people showed up for Big Mac sauce than voted? <laughs> <laughs> Probably double. Everybody. By the way, that's what we should do to get people to vote. Give them Big Give Mac, Mac sauce. Big Mac yeah. sauce. Bottles <laughs> of Big Mac it. sauce. So everybody that works at McDonald's anywhere knows all this. Apparently. I'm, I'm guessing if I go up and order any of those items, I'm going to get looked at like I have three heads. No, they're probably right. going to immediately change their voice. They're going to be like, well, McDonald's going to help you. And you're like, can I have a McCrepe? And they're going to go, yes. <laughs> Why? Yes, you can. Wait a moment while I fetch the manager. <laughs> yeah. go, go into the basement and wait for my call. They have a McCrepe. You order the pancakes. And yogurt parfait separately. Then you put the yogurt inside the folded pancakes. It's a faux crepe. Oh, give me a break. They don't have crepey pancakes. <laughs> it's not like Pamela's, right? They had se- secret dipping sauces, too. Ooh, McDonald's offers a plethora of interesting dipping sauces you may not know about. Next time you're there, inquire about the full list. Sweet and sour, honey mustard, chipotle barbecue, tangy barbecue, sp- spicy buffalo, sweet chili, hot mustard, and creamy ranch. Just don't make eye contact when you say, could I have your secret dipping sauce, please? That's... <laughs> Never a good yeah, idea. Yeah, I can't I can't ask for creamy ranch from somebody. <laughs> I go buy it. I just somewhere. try not to hang out in McDonald's long enough to try out a bunch of different sauces. <laughs> I feel like every single one of those items is something Joey O'Connell from Penn Hills would tell you about. <laughs> oh, he knows about it. It's you know they got a secret menu bow. I gotta be honest, I'm intrigued by the Monster Mac. Dude, please document your consumption of yeah. the Monster Mac next time you do that. Eight patties? Something like that. Yeah. That's like one of those, they should give you the next one free if you eat the whole thing. The old 96er. (laughs) Put your picture on the wall. Yeah. There was a place in Orlando called Jungle Jim's that used to do that. If you could eat the Jungle Jim burger, you get another one for free. So my brother was like, oh, dude, they're so good. We got to go do this. And he's like, then you get another one free. Because I was going to be down there for like five days with him. So I went and crushed it on the first day. And I'm like... I never want to eat that again as long as I live. <laughs> like, there's no way I want another one of those before I leave here. And he's like, oh, you're a wimp. Oh, these are so good. I'm like, oh, I'm a wimp. It's just too much. You know, it's like Come on. eight burgers, and you're like, they'll make it into a shake for you. You ruin your day. Sounds like the immortal Sharky's Grilled Cheese Cheeseburger. What's that? Two grilled cheese sandwiches uh-huh. with a burger in the middle. Oof. Yeah. Wow. Have you crushed that? No, not the whole thing. I bet it's delicious. Better men than me like have been left moaning at the table, gasping for breath. Wolf? Wolf? No, not wolf. No, wolf could, could crush that. Mortals. Crush that. Mortals. Mortals, yeah. yeah. Mortals. I don't want to embarrass anybody. <laughs> right. Mortals. I know some guys who I thought, eh, it'll polish this off, no problem. And they were the, the forehead sweats and the panting. No and, kidding. Meat yeah. sweats. So there you go. There's a secret menu at McDonald's. Go and experience it. There's probably a secret, a secret entrance, too. 
You can go through the arches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go into the fun play place. Into another dimension, and everybody just has the Ronald McDonald makeup on. It looks like you're getting served by Juggalos. <laughs> the mascot is a normal-looking guy. The Point Park University stage is where our uh, <laughs> next guest, or our former guest, uh, we're bringing back Dan Boobin and the Delta Struts. They're upstairs in the Permanis Coffee House. They got one more for us. They're playing at Narcissi Winery tomorrow from 2 to 5. Then in Market Square at NOLA on the square at 8 p.m. Dan, what do you got for us? Uh, this song's called Empty Roads. Hit it, man. Dan Boomin and the Delta Struts on DVE. You see, babe, I'm going crazy. You know I can't live this way. Every wall's breaking me. I pray to your hand. Babe, the not find you. Here's a flower. Baby, down the town I see Where's my trouble face?
man. That was great. Dan awesome. Rubin and Delta Struts. Sounding good, man. See him in Narcissus Winery tomorrow from 2 to 5, then at 8 o'clock at NOLA on the Square in Market Square. Great job, guys. Sounded Thank awesome, man. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks uh, again to comedian Bruce Bruce. He's at the Improv all weekend long. Also, Doug Benson. He will, of course, be a part of our DVE Comedy Festival on Saturday, June 30th. And that show is going on sale in two and a half minutes at dve.com. Doug Loves Movies, the podcast performed live at the Rex Theater. You can be in the audience. The audience participation, a key component of that, of mm-hmm. course. And you won't want to miss this. Uh, if you've never seen Doug's uh, uh, podcast live before, now's the time to do it. It's the third show we've announced as part of the DVE Comedy Festival. Get your tickets for that starting in a little over two minutes. Did you spill something? Nope. DVE.com. <laughs> and thanks to Sean Collier. Sean, what do you got coming up? Uh, I want to let everyone know the third installment of Sean Collier Presents at Arcade Comedy Theater is next Saturday night. We had a great time with the first two. Bill headlined one of them. Mr. Wednesday headlined the first one. Next Saturday night, we're going to have Terry Jones headlining the show. Nice. His new EP out. He'll be uh, doing some of that material along with Felicia Gillespie, who will be on The Late Show oh, at the Comedy nice. Festival, and Shay Tyler. That is next Saturday That's night. A great show. Arcade Comedy Theater, 8 p.m. Get your tickets now, arcadecomedytheater.com, or go to my Twitter, at Sean Collier PGH. Val? Tomorrow from 11 to 1, I'll be at Healthy Pet Products in McCandless, uh, up in McKnight Road. It's their Healthy Pet Day celebration, so they're going to have a lot of cool things to uh, help you get your pets healthier. They're going to have a canine demonstration and all kinds of stuff. So I'll be there 11 to 1 with DVE prizes. Mike? be playing in the pit fundraiser tomorrow at Champion Lakes. Cool. Really? If you're playing in that, I'll see you at Mr. Groat's course. What uh, I was just going to ask you, what uh, sort of uh, illustrious uh, alumni will be a, a part of that? I don't know, but uh, Mr. Hillgrove has a lot to do with the event, so I'm guessing it's going to be a pretty good time. Ah, nice. Good deal. And uh, Bill, you got anything going on? Nope. Yeah, me neither. Isn't it nice? Want to create three things for us to do so we no. drive ourselves crazy? <laughs> uh-uh. Nope. You got to go buy your fascinators. No, because I have like four gigs next week, so... I'm oh, good. okay. Taking it easy. Yeah. Sleeping it up. Andre Costello and the Cool Miners playing tonight at the stage at Carmen. Best band name ever. Yeah, it's a great, great band name. Uh, they they will be uh, taking the stage tonight at the stage at Karma on the south side in support of his new CD, Resident Frequencies, which is a great CD, by the way. And uh, also, the band Ghost is playing at the Benedum. That's the satanic. At the Benedum? Yeah. That's the satanic, the satanic like, tongue-in-cheek, uh, uh, like, it's like Satan on Broadway. They're ki- they're killer live. They're so good yeah. live. It, uh, it's an awesome show to see. And I think there are some tickets available for that, uh, as unlikely as that seems. There's a lot of music going on this weekend. Can I throw out All one summer. more? Yeah. A- Addie Twig's uh, comedy band, Bait and Switch, is at Club Cafe tonight at 10 p.m., along with two other comedy band duos, Miniature Table Concerts and Lorenzo's Oil. So if you like laughing to your music, that's Club Cafe tonight. Good stuff everywhere. Beautiful. Yeah. Good deal. Did you ever ask Andre where the cool mines are? <laughs> I always I wondered know. that. Bring cool back, you know? That's all I got to say. Making mining cool again. Clean cool. No such thing as clean cool. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got them dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.